you're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, woo! This must be it for Ronan O'Gara. Drop it, goal, Grand Slam at stake. He's got it. Yes! The nation holds its breath. Yes, we're there. Hello everybody and welcome to WTS127. My name's Daniel Murray. Hi, Graham Merrigan. A little bit delayed there, distracted. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> I'm Paul Howard, by the way. Yeah! <laughs> um, I didn't know, was I supposed to say that? No, you no. We just ramble for a minute and then, but now jump in. At this stage, you're basically a co-host. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People are asking you to come on monthly, Paul. Yeah. Well, what else would I be doing? Well, <laughs> you know? yeah. This is it. Um, we're brought to you by Fitzpatrick Castle. Go to fitzpatrickcastle.com for more. And why not treat a loved one to a little stay or a little meal up here over Christmas period, lads? Plug done. Happy days. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's great. Thanks, me, and for it's great to have you on. Pleasure. Again. Always great to talk to you. Um, guys. And congratulations not only on another best selling Ross, but on your run in the Olympia. And as a follow up run as well. With yes, the, the Gadian. The Gadian. The Gadian. Yeah. The Gadian. It was um, postcards from the ledge. Yeah. Postcards yeah. From the ledge. yeah. Which it was, is it, absolutely amazing. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks very much, lads. Yeah, it's, it's, it, I was delighted with it. And it was great that. Um, I'm just like Rory Nolan, who plays Ross and has yeah. played Ross since since day one, is just such an extraordinary actor, and I can't imagine anyone else ever playing Ross. No, he is I can't. Ross in my head, and when I'm I'm writing the next Ross book right now, and Rory Nolan is is Ross, you know, yeah. as I'm writing, I'm thinking it's Rory Nolan, um, and we're lucky to still have him because he's such an accomplished actor, and he's he's I mean I've I've seen him do Shakespeare and. Oscar Wilde, I've seen him do, he's doing um, Waiting for Godot. Yeah. He did it this year and he's doing it next year um, with Druid. Um, I've heard, I've seen him do opera. You know, he's an extraordinary... He was in Fair City as well. He was in Fair City, yeah. that's right, yeah. Um, he's done he, everything. He's, yeah, and he's incredibly versatile and incredibly in demand. So anyway, t- t- that he still wants to play Ross 10 years later is... Yeah. I'm, I'm delighted that he does. Right, and, yeah. and this show, because it was a one-man show, I, he, he gets all the acclaim at the end. And I like that because he's always had to share it up until now with other actors. And in this case, it's it's all him. And he got an, a standing ovation every night um, during the run, uh, which is a, a testament to just how good he is. Mm. And I, people recognised as well how much work he had to do on the stage because as well as uh, to keep it going for two hours <clears throat> and to drive the storyline forward, he did all the voices, as you know. He did the, the Charles's voice, Fanula's voice, Surika's voice honours voice as a child as a teenager and as an adult um, he did all sorts of other peripheral characters and he managed all these kind of emotional jumps you know so there's moments when he's happy and then there's moments yeah. when he's reflective and then he's sad and, and then he has to he keeps the audience laughing like you know every 10 seconds the one man shows I just find remarkable yeah. like yeah. I've postcards from the ledge and then I've seen uh, Joel McNally and Bite Me. Oh yeah, and yeah, the two of them. Yeah. There's just two 
one person shows and you're kind of going how are you remembering everything yeah. how are you remembering the cues how are you remembering yeah, it's yeah. Just, I, it's, they're just gifted people Joe, yeah. I, I saw a Joanne McNally show it's fantastic unbelievable isn't oh, it it's just incredible he gets bonus know. marks for having Club Tropicana in it as well yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so up and down though isn't it Paul it's so like yeah, yeah, it's an yeah. emotional roller coaster. absolutely you know and the other, the other great thing about Joanne is she, her fa- she has a great face for delivering mm. that kind of a show as well. Yeah. You know? Like when I was when I was watching her, when I was watching her do it, I was thinking, is this bit supposed to be funny or is this bit supposed to be, yeah, you know, yeah. dark? Yeah. And of course, it's both. It's both know? exactly. And <clears throat> and that's a great thing about and and she's a she's a great actress as well. You know, like it takes. To, to deliver that monologue, mm. it takes a really, really skilled mm. actress, and I, I think she's fantastic. I was an emotional wreck watching that. I didn't like yeah. the, the bit where um, the guards had to get her out of the shop for shoplifting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that bit is both, it's exactly what we're saying there, where it's that kind of laugh and kind of emotional. Yeah balance because the bit she's describing her man coming in and saying oh that'll be Joanne it's the cake it's the cake I remember because yeah. I laughed yeah. at that but then also the seriousness of she's fucking shoplifting to feed her yeah yeah you know yeah. like it's just it's so oh. sad yeah she's absolutely yeah you're right though, and she does it that deadpan way as well yeah. she just delivers a deadpan and it's up to you whether you laugh yeah mm. I think it's a it's such a brilliant show. It's a brilliant show. It's bite me, isn't it? Bite Bite me, yeah. yeah. Is is um is was Postcards from the Ledge the first one man theater show? Yeah, that's the first the first one man Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's the we we wanted to do? We wanted to do a show that we could we could sort of send around the country, and that is the intention. Eventually, we're gonna we're gonna tour it. Um, All of the other plays, because they were sort of six and seven handers, it's very very difficult to make it work. Mm financially to tour like so we we sent it to cork it played in the, all the other shows played in the opera house in cork uh for a week or two weeks uh the last show breaking dad went to uh limerick and played limerick for a week and you know we got sell out crowds but to to send it to uh wexford opera house or you know the civic theater in Tralee or to send it to galway to send it up to donegal to put it in the pavilion in dunleary you need a show that's mobile, you know, that mm-hmm. you can actually transport. You can send Rory Nolan and, uh, you know, a stage manager with an Allen key to put the set together. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's the kind of a show I wanted to write, you know. So, so that be gone to the pavilion, Dunleary? Well, I, I hope so. I mean, I'm hoping. So it, it won't be, uh, it won't be next year. There's only one run guaranteed for next year, and that's a week in April. It's on the 9th of the April. Gaiety. Um, but I'm hoping early 2019 we might um, we might tour it. I'd love to see it in the pavilion. Oh, it'd be brilliant, it's yeah. Such a, it's such a great theatre there. It's a great theatre, yeah, isn't yeah, it? It's really yeah. intimate and close. Yeah. And are tickets on sale for the second run? Yes, yeah, they're they're on sale now. Yeah, yeah. So it's only seven dates. Um, so it's a Monday to a Saturday, uh, and there's a matinee on the Saturday. Get the Christmas. And do you be at every show? No, no. I you're, you're not recorded every show. No, I'm not at all. No. no, no, no. It's 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 funny because I go along, and I I'd be laughing more than anyone else, and I know how. Bad <laughs> and you've written that looks. it. I know, and and I, I keep saying I'm not laughing at what I've written. I'm laughing at Rory, Rory, and yeah. I'm laughing at his delivery. And you got to remember, like, when, so I wrote this play back in. April, May, like across the, about two months it took me. And 
there comes a point, so, and then we took it in. We did did a, a reading with you know all the uh, the cast. Yeah, no. Well, he he's the only cast, but with the director, the producer, the lighting, all the people who are peripherally involved yeah. in the show and and centrally involved in the show, and we we sort of read the script, and then people laugh at different lines, and then you kind of think, oh yeah, they must be the jokes, and they're not always the joke. They're not always what you expect people yeah. to laugh at. Sometimes they laugh at a joke. You kind of think. God, that was a tap in from six yards out. <laughs> so, when you then you take it into the rehearsal room, and we rehearsed it for a month in July and into August, and then nothing for about two months. And then Rory was busy with other stuff, so then he just came back and did ten days rehearsal before we opened. So throughout the rehearsal period, something happens. After about five days of rehearsing, it stops being funny completely there is no more humor in it because we've all laughed at the jokes we know where they are now it's about finding the marks finding the pace of the piece and all that kind of thing uh and yeah so it's so it just stops being funny and then you start having nightmares in the lead up to the show that it isn't funny anymore i did ring jimmy fay the director uh, just after the last rehearsal and we were talking about how well the rehearsal went and i went but jimmy is it funny? And Jimmy said, I don't know. <laughs> and you genuinely don't. And then, <clears throat> so the night before, don't sleep. I did. I mean, I didn't sleep at all the night before the show because I'm just terrified yeah. that uh, it's, it's all going to fall flat. And it, you, it, I mean, it's not even sort of like a stand-up act where you're, you're the one who has to face the audience. I'm sending someone out there with mm. this material. And if, the material isn't funny I have to sit and well anyway yeah you have to go I mean, through it the, so so uh, when, when I be laughing I'm a lot of it's relief <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of it is Rory just hitting the marks and finding where the jokes are and 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 riding the laughs and all that that like that stuff is amazing and it's just a delight to me to watch him do it but I went there were 19 performances this time and I saw seven of them and uh, there was one night there's a Saturday night I was supposed to go in with a friend of mine and uh, he couldn't make it and uh, I said Mary was doing something that night so I said I think I might go in anyway and Mary said but whatever about sitting in the theatre with other people laughing, if you're seen sitting in the front row, <laughs> and it'll just look incredibly conceited. So I didn't go that night. <laughs> but it is that it is a thing that um, I heard Joseph O'Connor say this as well when he when he wrote um, a play called Red Roses and Petrol. He said you want to go every night, and you do. You feel like you're missing it if yeah. you're. Mm. Because you don't know what laughs they're having in the. You're theater. missing the crowd's reaction, yeah, is it? Yeah, because every night is different, mm. right? So, like a Friday night is just giddy as hell because everybody's had a few drinks. And it's the end of the work yeah. week. Yeah. A Tuesday night is a listening audience. They're listening and they're not laughing as much, but they're ticking off what's funny in their heads. Yeah. So it's a different character every night and. Uh, you do feel if you're not there you've missed something I love the stages that you have for the show the breaking that stage was brilliant in, yeah. in the house mm. and then this outside Sally Noggin yeah in the most recent one yeah was it, um, we've had different designers for every single stage. play and they're um, brilliant though aren't they yeah the, the, the woman who, who designed this one her name is Grace she's an English designer 
and it's just fantastic yeah. blew me away yeah you know, it was deadly uh, yeah, yeah. Um, on to more pressing matters this meeting of the Mayans is being called together based on Paul uh, called this together yeah yeah based <laughs> on the need to establish um, a definitive collection of the greatest Christmas songs is that what we're going with? are we going for just what yeah. is a great Christmas song yeah, what is a true Christmas song as well? Yeah, that, is that a good starting point or is that a bit... Well, see, I got in trouble, right? Yeah, this is... <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble because somebody said on Twitter, uh, what, what is the most trivial hill on which you were prepared you were prepared to die, right? So people were just kind of tweeting their most ridiculous arguments they've ever made. Yeah. I, spat I, out, I spat out my drink. Oh, did you? When I say in your response... <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Well, no, when you you know when you look up to somebody a lot and <laughs> you see them tweet something that goes against what you believe, your heart just breaks. Well, look, I, I, so I so I said I don't believe Fairy Tale of New York is a true Christmas song. Oh, right? okay. I, I think I think it's a great song. I think it might be one of the best one hundred songs ever written. But I never. I never saw it as a true Christmas song. Now, this was, I said this in the context of this is a trivial argument <laughs> I once made in a pub about eight years ago with drink on me. And, and it made a lot of people angry. And that's what I meant when I said it was a hill, hill on which I was prepared to die. I didn't necessarily believe it, actually. Uh, <laughs> it's... It's great. it's great to have... <laughs> and you had no drink on you. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have the opportunity now to say, I don't believe it at all, in fact, right? <laughs> but, but I got... I, so I said this thing on Twitter uh, and nothing happened for about three days. And then somebody uh, with a lot of followers saw it and retweeted it. And I just got sucked into this... Uh, this um, Debate. It was more than a debate, you know. It made a lot of people... It made people angry on all... On, on every continent, like, you know. <laughs> it was people from Australia <laughs> threatening me. And um, Richard Osman, the comedian, uh, who has about 1.5 million uh, followers, mm. he saw it and he, tweet, he retweeted it saying, uh, Mr. Howard needs to have... This Mr. Howard, whoever he is, needs to have a good look at himself or something. And then, so I kind of got all of his backlash from that as well. And so I, I thought, well, I'll see, can I argue this this point? And even, I didn't believe it, like, you know. We just wanted to argue, you were bored. Yeah, well, I, I think I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was bored. It was a, yeah, it was a slow day. That's true, it was a slow day. But I also wanted to see... Uh, could could I argue it right, and then and then I thought I, I think I did think I believed it for about three hours as well. How but could you argue something a, you don't believe in? How do, how do I argue? I do, something. I do it all the time. Yeah, but you're you. you're a contrarian though. <laughs> yeah. How how do you argue something that you don't believe in? Well, badly in this case. You know, <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't. Uh, you so know. where do you stand on it now? Yeah, I, I well the way where I stand now is I was under a great deal of work stress at the time. Okay, <laughs> were you tired and emotional? Is that where this is leading to? I, 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 I was working very hard, and I may have said something that I didn't believe. I may have argued something I didn't I didn't believe very strongly in. But sometimes were you trolling? 
No, not no, no. It wasn't really like you know. Okay. But I did. I I kind of sometimes I like to think. Could I could I make this argument sound convincing? Really. Uh, and I do kind of think I. I no, I don't believe it. I mean, it is a Christmas song. It's clearly a Christmas song, but it's not in the spirit of well, uh, a like. It's not a happy Christmas song. Yeah. Danny, you hate it, don't you? I, do you hate it? Then? Hate is a strong word. I my problem with it is I love it the first three times I hear it, and then after that. I want to gouge something very deep into my ears because I'm sick of hearing it. And if I and I think at one point you made it, you and, and obviously now on hindsight, you were taking the piss. <laughs> but you said something like, "Oh, you'd be played at summer barbecues or something along those lines." Yeah. And I was kind of like, do you know what? I think I'd be far more likely to actually listen to that song in the summer purely because it won't be overplayed yeah. in the season. But that's like any Christmas song. I don't think it is. I, there are Christmas songs, and we'll get to them, uh, but Fairy Tale New York is the one that I think you hear from November, and then you will hear it multiple times. I haven't heard it yet. You walk into a shop, you hear it. You turn on the radio, you hear it. You go into a house, you hear it. Like it's oh, just Danny, I tell you, you have me convinced. I'm retracting my <laughs> apology. You're right. But the other, t- <laughs> the other thing about Fairy Tale of New York is I associate it with uh, drunken nights in the, particularly in the Silver Tassie back in the day, yeah. when everyone just had their arms around each other. Lovely and- evenings. No, it wasn't though. It was always a bit maudlin, like you know. It was always a bit. There is ding, something ding, that yeah the the Christmas Eve pub sing along, I think it almost it, it when you're locked and you're involved it's great but when you're not locked and you're 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 looking back on it or you're looking at it from the outside the in the self loathing yeah yeah <laughs> there is there's elements of oh Jesus what that was do you know what that was one hot whiskey too many that's what that was I think it's great what what I what think makes I think that great? no not the song I think the the memories there of you saying yeah. in the tassie, leaving leaving the pub Christmas Eve, singing Fairy Tale New York. I think they're lovely moments. Mm. Yeah. Coming down from the Oigo, singing Fairy Tale New York Christmas Eve. Lovely moment. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm. yeah. If it was a different song, would it be I don't know. I don't I don't know no. what's happened to do with a different song. I think it's just that. But I think I think the the journey home from Christmas Eve drinking, you go through the whole Catalogue of oh, Christmas yeah. songs. Oh, you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I now I don't want to jump the the, the topic because I think there's still mileage in this. But I I love singing a bit of Jerusalem, which I don't think is a Christmas hymn at all. Right. But I just associate that with Christmas for some reason, and then people yeah. are looking going, "Is he fucking what? singing that BBC Proms thing? Is he?" What What is it? I don't know what it Jerusalem. is. Jerusalem. Yeah. Ah, Graham. I don't know what it the is. The capital of Israel, according to Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever watch the, the, the BBC proms rant? Like, of course you don't. No. Could, you, could you give us a few bars? I, I wouldn't do it justice, you see. That's the thing. Like, no. Just give us a... The, the, car, or the, the, the main thing of it is... And it was Jerusalem. Na, 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 na. No, no? Don't know. Do you no. know it? No. 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 Is this on your list? No, it's not on me. That's all right. Jesus. Yeah. It's not very Christmassy. And this is the thing about Fairy Tale New York. York. I was joking when I said I put it on at at the summer barbecue. But if I listened to that on an album... I would think that's a great song in the context of the album. Like, yeah. like Tom Waits has uh, a song called, 
a Christmas card from a hooker in Minneapolis. Yes. And it's not a Christmas song, even though it's the theme is Christmas, the title is Christmas, and there's a sort of, there is a Christmas theme in it, but it's not a Christmas song. Right. And I think I was trying to stand up uh, the argument that fairy tale of New York uh, was, was in the same yeah. vein. So what makes it a Christmas song than just a video? No, what makes fairy tale New York mm. a Christmas song? Well, I mean, it is a, it's a, it's about Christmas, isn't it? You know, it's mm. about, uh, it's about a particularly miserable Christmas. I think that, I think that's why, I think that's why I do still balk a little bit at the idea of it being a Christmas song. It's mm. just, um, there are certain Christmas songs that that when I hear them, we like like Greg Greg Lake, I believe in Father Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Oh. That song. I mean, I really, really violently object to that <laughs> yeah. song, right? I believe in Father Christmas. And it starts off, They said there'll be snow at Christmas. Yeah. They said there'd be peace on it. And I think this is a great song. And then, halfway through, he says, They told me a fairy story till I believed in the Israelites. And you think... This guy's getting political. That has no business. That has no business at our Christmas table. We do not talk about the Middle East situation. At the, call me old-fashioned. <laughs> that is off our agenda. And I, I, think, I think he's out of order. I think Greg Lake is, is, is bang out of order. That's not a Christmas song, by the way. He's bang That's out of order. No, I'm willing to throw that one out yeah. purely because I, I didn't like U2's version of it either. So I'm willing to did you two one. cover that they did yeah and I'm not a fan of it and I normally would I wouldn't bat me with that and you two do normally yeah. like, but yeah no, it was awful shite now and I'm not taking I'm not taking sides in the, the Israel-Palestine no, situation no, 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 no. I just think you know when I'm having my Christmas dinner yeah I don't want Greg Lake lecturing yeah. me yeah well, there's some that saying <laughs> if you're having Christmas ham you've already taken sides yeah <laughs> 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 the only controversial thing I'll say about Fairy Tale is that Christy Moore's version is better. Oh, that's massive. That's a huge yeah, statement. No, you, that, that is, you've you've swung for the fences there, Grant. I have, yeah. You're going to need to back that up, really, yeah. aren't you? No, well, there's the famous video that does the rounds on Facebook every year yeah. that goes viral, and it's Christy standing singing it live. Right. And it just gets you going. It's just... Does he sing it in, in true Christy fashion or does yeah, yeah. he adapt to the... To, to He's the, been singing it for years. Right. He's been singing it for maybe wow. 15, 20 years at right. live gigs on the lead up to Christmas. And where would you where would you sit now with the, the Ron Keaton version of it? I wouldn't. <laughs> Straight out. Nope, not no. having it, no. I don't yeah. think I've even heard it. Okay, all right. Oh, it's... Uh, could you do a few bars of that? Uh, after what I just don't introduce them, I don't think it's wise. Of Ron and Keaton? It was Christmas What's the story have, with that? He doesn't have a strong enough voice no, to yeah, carry right. that song. So he, that's so he creates an accent. Yeah. 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 It, 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 you know, it's <clears throat> like, I can't, I can't, like, I, I, I've never heard the Christy Moore version, but, but mm. I will. I'll listen to, to it when I leave here. But the, there's something about Shane McGowan's voice that it's, per, it's the perfect voice for that song. Mm. It's absolutely yeah. the perfect voice for it. Yeah, and actually, you know, and I know there's a hundred and one different Shit, people. Shit, I'm have said that now. There's a hundred and one different people that's covered Dirty Old Town, but I can't hear Dirty Old Town with anyone other than Shane McGowan singing. I thought it. you were going to say Roger Whittaker. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Old Town, really? Yeah, genuinely, yeah. That's me, Shane McGowan. That, and I think it might just be that for for years I heard the Pogues version of it, like, and yeah. 
But yeah, if I hear that and it's not Shane McGowan singing it, I always kind of feel like I'm being cheated. Do you see his uh, 60th birthday is coming up in January? And it's yeah, yeah. a huge gig in the National yeah. Concert Tom, Hall. Johnny Depp is Johnny Depp, yeah. yeah. I don't know what he's going to be doing at it. Like, but he sings in a band, doesn't he, Johnny? Johnny Depp, does he? I think so. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, the other thing that got me about Fairy Tale in New York is that there's no NYPD choir. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah. That, when I found that out, I was really shook. <laughs> I, was, I was shook at Did you feel he'd lie to you? <laughs> Again, I felt cheated. So the NYPD don't have a choir? Yeah. So that, that famous lion, the boys of the NYPD choir were singing, God, and they, they weren't a shite. So. That's mad that they don't have a choir, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. They have yeah. a marching band and everything. And can we say something about Kirsty McCall? I mean, whatever about Shane McGowan's voice. Wow. You mm. know, what a, yeah. her voice in that. I mean, her. her rendition of that song yeah. with him is just but watching the video at Christmas like upsets me because she's passed away and yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, God, yeah. and she died so tragically it's yeah yeah and just such a such a waste yeah, you know? yeah. So she just died so wastefully it was just yeah. t- just horrible accident you know yeah um, but it's it is it's I mean it's a truly whether it's a Christmas song or not uh, you know I might even I might even change my mind the next 10 minutes but <laughs> <laughs> no it way, is will you? A truly magnificent song. I'm, yeah, all right, I'm willing to give it that on the condition that I only have to hear it three times a year. <laughs> right. If, if I that's have, impossible then. But when you yeah, when you get merry over the Christmas, you just keep putting it on repeat. See, that's the problem. <laughs> but that's that's great though. No, that's the problem. You see, right, the, the lovely Oxana at home at the moment has that uh, you know that Havana song. By your oh. one Cabano. That and Despacito. I've heard them about 700 times in the space of two weeks now. Because she just... I like those two songs. I'm going to put them two songs on repeat over and over again. And it's a long drive from Dublin to Leash, like. <laughs> so all I hear is them two bleeding songs on loop. And I'm like, I'm going to crash the car to get out of this misery. <laughs> so when Fairy Tale in New York happens in December, I get the same feeling of wanting to just take a sharp right there on the motorway, like. I, I totally I know exactly what you're saying yeah, yeah you know? but that but the first couple of times you hear the piano at the beginning yeah yeah, yeah. 100% and you're get, and I'd give it welly but yeah and then everything else kicks in behind it and you do you kind of have a little you know bop around but yeah. then yeah what what do you think of the I, the, the thing that's happening uh, to that song and and, it, and it's actually happening to a lot of books and TV programs now, where they're sort of they're censoring uh, words, the words that yeah. are that, that are sort of politically stupid, correct? They're politically incorrect. Like mm. so, the word the word in that song is faggot. You yeah. know, you have they back. censored it now? Well, the, you yeah, <clears throat> yeah I think the, you'd, you'd be hard pressed to hear it. I think on the national airwaves. Are you serious? I yeah. think so. Yeah, so just going back in, maggot, you cheap lies, and fag. then. And then it's, it, you know, it, it's it's blumped out, you yeah, know. And yeah. Ronan Keating's version, I think he says, Oh, oh you're cheap. yeah. <laughs> you're school maggie, you're maggot, you're cheap and you're a haggard. That's what, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't sing that bit, whoever a company, I don't know yeah. who else sings that with him. I, is it? I don't know. I that's no just idea. PC yeah. gone mad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a difficult one to balance because with the, I suppose, the, the, the mood of today kind of thing, 
it's very much that like yeah you can't you can't say you can't say that well, it's, art, a it's, art, it's a trigger though. word not, I, and, and i'd be with you on that i yeah. think this move now to to take the the n-word out of huckleberry finn and you know to yeah. take the n-word out of um you know uh, to kill a mockingbird like mm. wh what is the sense in that what does that achieve you know yeah. you, need, you need you know a piece of literature a, a, a song their 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 art and their they they represent a moment in time. Yeah, you yeah. can't find out about the past unless That's... you can actually find out what the values of that time were, and you know that like that song. He's an actor. You know mm. he's acting when he sings. And when Kirsty McCall calls him a faggot, she's acting. So she's playing yeah. a part. So it's no different to saying absolutely. Like, movie. I, yeah, I, I think hundred percent. You're hundred percent right, and especially when you said about kind of like the the timing of it. They're of their time. Yeah. And I think that plays a significant part in anything because the context of that particular time when, especially when you're talking about things like Huckleberry mm. Finn and that, I mean, you're not going to have, I can't imagine they're ever going to try and overly remove the N-word from, you know, Biggie Smalls, for example. They couldn't. No, sure, or, songs, any, you know, or any Tupac yeah. or Biggie. So, or like, uh, you know what I mean? And, and I know there's a whole cultural thing there, but I just think that when it comes to the arts in particular and especially when there's context and that involved in it they're not saying it it's not the same way that Conor McGregor was shouting it at, at, yeah. a, at a UFC fight it's not yeah. anywhere near the same context as yeah. that so it's two completely yeah, different yeah because that's on art <laughs> exactly. so it's you a know. song it's a song about two drugs having <laughs> a drunken fight on Christmas Eve yeah. whatever it is and of, of yeah. course, of course, words, sharp words, yeah. are going to be thrown around. Yeah, I, I, I just I, don't, I don't, don't touch art. It's like, it's like me, stand-up comics. You'd never get out. You should, in my opinion, you shouldn't be offended by stand-up comics. I don't think mm. because it's their style. You can be offended by them not being funny. Yeah, and just saying, oh, they're not my style. But yeah. don't be offended by. Yeah. One of their jokes, I don't there's think. There's too much offence. Yeah, it's far too yeah. much offence. I heard Ian Hislop um, tell this great story the other day. He was talking about he ran they ran they ran a cartoon in Private Eye magazine, and uh, it was the the caption was the grand old bipolar Duke of York, <laughs> right? And it just said when he was up he was up, and when he was down he was down. So he said. They got like a sackful of mail afterwards, you know, from people who were enraged by this cartoon. Oh, but he said his favorite one was the guy who said, uh, as a sufferer of bipolar disorder for the last 40 years, I found your cartoon hurtful and deeply offensive. However, three days later, when I looked at it again. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh my God, that is brilliant. That is, that is brilliant. What do you make of people though that actually sit down, pen and paper, and write a letter of complaint to, say, let's say you if you wrote a column, or yeah. there was one that took me um, there recently to the RT Weather Girl, hmm. and the letter of complaint to her was ghastly. Hmm. Like it was, it was um, criticizing her look. Mm. you can't tell the weather you're this you're that you're that and it was handwritten so this yeah. person had to consciously say to himself in, at home in the evening I'm going to sit down now yeah. on the lounge table and I'm going to write yeah. a letter of complaint to RTA well, it's like a, I mean there are there's, there are people who have legitimate grievances and there are people who have grievances they, they think are legitimate mm. and then there are 
there are mad people, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I get, I get letters like that occasionally. You know? Really? Oh yeah, green ink. Once you see green ink, you just this, <laughs> this isn't going to be good. What do you mean green? That's the name. A lot of mad people like writing green for some reason. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And often now, I, sometimes they they come to me via the Times, like you know. So the Irish Times will forward the mail on. And I just see the green ink underneath the sticker. They put my address, a sticker with my address on. I can see the green ink, and I go, "Oh, this isn't going to be good." But often they'll put a miraculous medal or a, oh, or a prayer card, a prayer card or something. <laughs> you know, when I see, you open it up and you see all these prayer. I'm praying hard for you and all this kind of thing. You know, at least, at least you're in their prayers. That's nice in a way. Like, you know? uh, yeah, is it yeah. th- this in relation to Ross or Colliums? Yeah, yeah, I think oh, madness. Yeah, but, um, but they're out there, and that's the thing, you know. Uh, but but I think there has been this move to sort of say every single uh, every single incident in which somebody takes offence is legitimate. They're legitimising yeah, everything, yeah. <laughs> and there there is nobody saying anymore. Well, you know, you've taken offence, and you know, go and get a hug from someone. Like yeah. it's just take offence, move on. Yeah, yeah. After um, after rarely given is kind of the approach I'd have it. Yeah, I don't think anybody sets out to deliberately offend somebody no or a section or I think you can I think you can distinguish whether they have or not though do you know yeah yeah. Like um, Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Next song, anyway. Right, that's brilliant. You brought the mood down by mentioning. Yeah. That's, how many times have we mentioned Donald Trump now? <laughs> I don't. We'll have to, actually, yeah, there's a drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so fairy tale then. Are we, we're settled that it is a Christmas song, and I, I think I'm outvoted in saying that it is. Uh, I, I've apologised. I have yeah. apologised. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I do think it is a Christmas song. And you think it's a magnificent Christmas song? Oh yeah. So yeah. the angry mob that were planning on storming your house on Christmas Eve can yeah. can back away now. It's okay. I hope they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is the end of it. I just had this vision. I was going to be one like one of these people. Like you know, I'll end up at home in my dressing gown wondering what happened to my career. Like, <laughs> <laughs> over saying the wrong thing, you know. So, yesterday I was an author. <laughs> what um what Christmas song do you look forward to hearing the or what what. What one every year says makes you say to yourself, Roy, it's Christmas. I'm happy to put up the tree. Uh, Wham's last Christmas. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, it's like, and, and the thing is, because George Michael died on Christmas Day last yeah. year, I think Wham's last Christmas is going to become the definitive Christmas song from this year onwards. Yeah. I really do. I think it's going to be the first, the first word and last word in Christmas songs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, apparently it was written as last summer. It was originally a summer song. It was oh, really? last summer. I gave you my heart. Wow. And no way. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, stuck the word Christmas in, put some sleigh bells in. And Pepsi and Shirley in the video. That's mental, isn't it? Job, yeah. Everything's great about it. Like, you know, the, it's a it's a You're great a Wham tune. fan, aren't you? Uh, I would I would have been a, I, I was around I was certainly a wham, around when uh, when Wham were big. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't have said I was a Wham fan, but w- I remember in school when we were in Lawrence's, uh, Miss Nelson, the art teacher, used to let us play tapes in the class. She always let us have music mm. while we were painting and uh, or drawing art or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Miss Joyce, not the same. Miss Joyce, yeah. We used to bring in, Johnny Moore used to bring in madness, complete madness. And yeah. so uh, that would go on for the first 40 minutes. It was a double class. And then for the second 40 minutes, the girls would put on Wham. And uh, so I remember. So when I hear when I hear Last Christmas, I remember 
the mid 80s I remember was it Christmas 84 85 yeah. uh, and it just brings me back there instantly so and nice the memories video, the video was so 80s the yeah, big hair yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the peroxide looks. blonde a bit wasn't yeah. it yeah. yeah yeah that's right yeah the looks across the table that girl with the big shoulder pads <laughs> and the, the ski gear and all those meaningful looks opening the present you know oh it's great it, yeah, no it is it, does it, it get is. enough credit though I, well, I, I, as you were saying there, I think from this Christmas on, it's going to start because of the, yeah. the connection now with George Michael Parsons. Like, I think now it gets pushed into that upper echelon of kind of like the greatest, you know? Um, it's going to be the greatest, though, Harley. It'll, it'll be in the mix. Yeah, definitely. I, I, yeah. I put it in the mix. It'll be in the mix. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, I, I do. I have to say, like, it's always one that I like hearing, but I think now, because I like George Michael, you see. So yeah. now I'm kind of like. You can't not like Wham or George Michael. Yeah, well, I mean, once I heard the story about George Michael writing Careless Whisper on the back of a bus going home one night, <laughs> he, he worked in a cinema, I think it was, and he wrote Careless Whisper, or definitely the saxophone part, anyway. Yeah. Well. Just on the back of a bus going home one night. I was like. Did you watch the Channel 4 documentary on I his did, death? yeah. It was good, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was great, yeah. yeah. Channel yeah. 4 are great at documentaries. Yeah. 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 But last Christmas, yeah, definitely that's up there. That's, I'm having that. Yeah, that's definitely in So what, what, with you, Danny, where, which song kind of I'm, I'm gonna starts ch- Christmas for, for you? For me, I absolutely love Springsteen's version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Uh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. love it. you got Clarence saxophone solo with the sleigh bells Bruce kind of chatting with the band in there and that and it's just the whole vibe of it just yeah it hits me I love it yeah I don't think I've heard it oh you I, yeah, it. Have. I, I, I was listening to uh, Christmas FM today mm. and it came on it's the first time I heard it this year yeah and it's just great and uh, there's a great bit at the end where he can't stop laughing. I think yeah, yeah. it might be Steve Van Zandt is going, yeah, yeah. pretending to be Santa Claus, and he's trying to sing, but he keeps laughing. And the <laughs> yeah. joy in it, and exactly, it's a fantastic it. version. Yeah. It's live. Yeah. He sings it live in, I think, in New Jersey or something. Yeah. Do you love and, Springsteen uh, as well? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I've never seen him live. You need to. Oh, it's just you need brilliant. to. Genuinely, yeah. like, he is just... Not it's good value for yeah. money, isn't it? When he plays for two, three hours. Yeah. And he enjoy. That's the mad that he enjoys it. Yeah. As much now, probably more now probably, than he did yeah, right, yeah. in the early seventies when he was touring, like when it's he was crazy. stressed all the time. Yeah. But now he just there's just so much joy in it. But you're right, that particular song, and it's got the sleigh bells. Yeah. And it's yeah. got Clarence on the sax. Yeah. That saxophone, everything, like it just because there's again it's another one there's hundreds of versions of that song yeah. but that particular version just yeah when I hear it I'm like alright okay yeah. yeah and it ends am I right it ends with yeah it does yeah you're right 100% yeah love it there's your mission when you go home to listen oh definitely to I will Andrew, I don't, Andrew Jerusalem you need I don't to really to have a Jerusalem as well. <laughs> yeah I'm not listening to Jerusalem I'm gonna play a few <laughs> I don't really have a song where uh I kind of say to yourself, right, Christmas has begun now. No. I, no, really. I don't think. Like, the list I can boil, I just love them all. Yeah. Equally. Yeah. No, well, yeah, yeah. There's one that yeah. I don't think gets enough credit is uh, The Darkness, Christmas Time. Of the modern. Fucking love that song. Yeah, of the modern that era. That is yeah. the biggest uh, disgrace of a Christmas song. 
Oh my god, really? Oh, I can't believe, I cannot believe you've brought that up, and not even in an ironic way. It's right up there with Peter Kay's yes. over and over and yeah, over. No, the man, like, yeah. See, for, for me, right, there, there, there was, there's two golden eras of Christmas songs, right? There's right. your... There's the sort of Bing Crosby era, which was which is what yeah, sort the of fifties, yeah. the crooners, yeah, and and then Phil Spector, you know that fantastic Phil Spector album yeah. from in the sixties, right? So that's one period, and then there's 1971 to 1988, right? Yeah, and every, everything without exception that came after 1988 <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> Um, this is a big. Sta- I know this is a big statement, but I think I can back this one up. Right? Something, something happened. Like, it started with the, the, this golden period I'm talking about. Started with John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Okay. Merry Xmas. War that's, is over. That's right? on my list. Right, right. That's the start of it. it. It takes in Wizard. I wish it could be Christmas every day. Yeah. Slade. Here it is. Merry Christmas. Shaken Stevens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Mud. Yeah, mud, yeah. power yeah. of love. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Oh yeah, and and it, is that a Christmas song? We can discuss that, that in a minute. That, right? <laughs> no, that's going to be a top. That's a big. One. That's, that's, that's going to be a big one. <laughs> but it goes so, it, and this period goes, it goes right up to the last truly great Christmas pop song, which is Cliff Richard Mistletoe and Wine, right? And then after oh. that, I just lump everything in together, and. Put it in the bin because it's, it's rubbish. <laughs> in the because bin. what they decided was right. <laughs> they just decided everything after '88 just became ironic, right? And I hate ironic Christmas songs. Like just okay. either give me a Christmas song or or leave me alone. What right? are we seven then? No, no, absolutely not. No, no that's a terrible. That song. is an awful. I mean, that's song. not just a. T- that's not just a ter- That's just not just a terrible Christmas song. It's a terrible song. Thank right? you. Thank you. Um, the only exception to actually, because I'm, I'm agreeing with almost everything you're saying. <laughs> the would, passion here is amazing. I, After '88, put it all in the bin. Everything. I, I'm. I do kind of like the darkness song though, right? But the the major exception that I'm gonna put comes from the Home Alone soundtrack, and it's Darley in Love All Alone on Christmas. That is a bell. Right. That is an absolute bell. But is that not an old song? Home Alone, what '94, '95? But Darley Love. When did Darlene Love record it? I, well, I don't know because as pre eighty eight. I'm not sure if she did because it was it was actually wrote by Steve Van Zandt oh, and, right, okay. and the East Street Band doing all the music for the yeah. song and then she sings it. But I'm talking so, about kind of pop. I'm talking about top ten Christmas okay, songs. Right, fair right. Top of the pops. Yeah, yeah. Christmas I mean, Day. You'd sit in front, see what yeah. number one is. Yeah, That's okay, it. And, right. and after eighty eight, right? They 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 just went terrible. Yeah. Like really, really bad. Like that one in particular, the darkness. And now everybody's trying to. Out ironic each other like right, so yeah. you've got that Peter K thing no, no it, don't I'm not me. having that no, what was the Peter K no. thing over and over, over and, and over again, again. Yeah. every December it's always the same he did a spoof of he did a spoof of the X Factor yeah. and the G- winner Ger- Geraldine and Geraldine yeah yeah, yeah yeah and she won she won this spoof of the X Factor and this was her Christmas single yeah. but there's nothing Christmassy about it and it's really annoying and the problem is it's made its way onto all those. I buy a lot of those Christmas CDs, you know, yeah, and it is on and all of them. It's fun, and and I always have to keep fast forwarding it, you know. <laughs> and speaking yeah. of which, uh, I bought one, and I take this very seriously, right? You've, <laughs> uh, you've discovered that, right? I bought this Christmas CD, 
And so I had all the greats on it, right? Brenda Lee rocking around a Christmas tree. But it was a great CD. Track nine, Robbie Robbie Williams, Angels. That's not a Christmas song. It's not a Christmas song. But they put it on because they thought it'll sell more if it has a Robbie Williams song on it, right? I picked it up, went back to the shop, brought it back. Have that back. Not having that. Give me my money back. Really? Yeah. Not having it. I just wouldn't have it. So it's a song. Because of Robbie Williams' Angels. Yeah. And I like, I actually like that song. No, but it was not a Christmas song. So I said, brought it back to Golden Discs. Not having it. Yeah. Now, I, again, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It, it is a good song, particularly when he does it live. I think he does it brilliantly live. It's, it's not Christmas though. But now, if I if somebody tried to tell me that's a Christmas song, I'd yeah. get on the boat with you and away with you. Yeah, in the bin. Yeah, in no. the bin with the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what do you love about the darkness? I don't know. I, think I don't love like, the darkness at all. No, what do you love about no. that song? What's it called? The, let the bell ends ring or something? Is, it what, <laughs> is that what it's called? It's something to do with don't let, let, the, don't don't let the bells end don't or let something. The bells end, yeah, yeah, Christmas time. Don't let the. I just love the video and all. I think. Yeah, I think it's one of them that you find yourself singing along to, yeah, even yeah. if you don't want to. But I, but I don't think it gets aired enough, and maybe because people are thinking the same thoughts oh, as well. Quite possibly, because <laughs> it's fucking shy. <laughs> yeah, it, it it really is. It's truly shy. <laughs> and then there was there was Mr. Blobby. Oh, do you remember that? God, do you remember yes. Mr. Blobby? Yeah, I wasn't having any of that either. No, like, no, I think that might have no. been the start of it. The kind of yeah ironic I was like 92 or 93 was it yeah it was actually but no one's really trying anymore no no one's really trying music anymore no there's no new great bands anymore no you're you're going to any concert that I go to it's from bands that have been out since the 90s do you know what that is the 80s that's you're getting old no that's what that is I'm fairly open minded to new music and I just can't find it there's no protest songs no. anymore. No, there's not. No. There's not. And, and, and an era when we need protest songs. Unless you go no to a Christy songs. Moore concert. Yeah, or Billy Bragg. <laughs> yeah. Do you like protest songs? I do, yeah. 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 But Bruce Springsteen wrote great protest great songs. Protest Actually, songs. Bruce Springsteen, if we, get, if we get one good thing out of Donald Trump being president of the United States, yeah. it's gonna be, there's going to be a great protest. Bruce Springsteen protest album. album. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think people are more uh, afraid of writing protest albums? Like in in terms of taking sides and stuff. I don't think. I think something has happened to songwriting. I don't. I don't think. I don't think songwriters are are, are engaged enough anymore. I think they're all. I think a lot of a lot of um, young uh, pop stars are too probably too wealthy. You know, yeah. Yeah. they've got too much money. I mean, Ed Sheeran's not going to write a protest song, is he? Not a chance. And you wouldn't oh, take he... it seriously either. No, if, if nobody just... would take it seriously. Do you yeah. see his uh, set at Glastonbury? No, torn it off. No. no. I... No, he hasn't got a Christmas song, has he? I think he has one this year. Really? Think, yeah, I know. I is it with Beyonce? Uh, yeah. Is that not a Christmas Queen song? Queen B. Oh. Now, to be honest, if Ed Sheeran was playing me back garden, I'd move house. But <laughs> I, I can't, I can't stomach him. I just can't. I like, so. I like Ed Sheeran a bit, and then I watched his um, Glastonbury set, and I was like, oh, I want to yeah. like this. Yeah. Does it seem like a lovely? Ch- yeah, he does. He seems like a lovely chap, yeah. but his music is pants. Yeah, he, he um he called to Christy Moore's house when he was gigging in Crow Park last year. Oh, did he? And begged Christy to go on stage with him. And Christy's really? like, "No, you you that's your show. You do you do your bit." But they spent the afternoon jamming in, oh, right. in Christy's house, wow. and then about three or four months later, uh, Ed sent him a Gibson guitar signed. 
Oh really? Because Christy taught him. Um, I think he sang Molly Malone that day at that gig. Oh, oh right. Christy okay. taught him the chords or whatever yeah. to play. Um, you mentioned the power of love there. Oh yeah. yes. Now, the whole is it a Christmas song or is it just a song that was released at Christmas and it done well? You see, because it has the nativity in, in the video. In the video. Yeah. And I think if you put the nativity. Like if you put the nati- nativity scene in in Brown Thomas's window, I would say yeah. that's a Christmas window. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to me, it's a Christmas so on that logic. But, uh, that's easy logic. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. It, um, I I consider it a Christmas song, but that's because I was there at the time, mm. right? And I know why, pe- and I could understand why people didn't. Um, Frankie goes to Hollywood. W- was. Like, you've no idea, I'm talking to you young kids here, you've no idea how, you know, what an absolute earthquake went off when yeah. Frankie Goes to Hollywood uh, came, out, came out in 84, 85, around that time. Why? Because a, a number one, the first two videos, the BBC couldn't play them. They could, so they were number one. And they said, obviously, for, for obvious reasons, we can't play the video, right? And we can't play the song. Relax was their first song. And it was, it had the line, when you want to come. Yeah. Right? And I was probably 13 at the time. And, you know, to find out what that meant <laughs> was just mind-blowing, you yeah. know? And you could hear it on the radio. Like, and we'd be sort of sniggering, you know, like listening <laughs> yeah. to this. You know what that means? And then Two Tribes was their second song. Uh, their second number one and it had uh, Reagan and Gorbachev uh, fighting in a pit like MMA style yeah. uh, <laughs> and they banned that as well <laughs> but, so then they came out with this Christmas song so it was just a relief uh, for the BBC that Frankie Goes, got, goes to Hollywood <laughs> actually had something that they could, put, they could play I think they may have done the nativity uh, as an ironic thing to say <laughs> We're going to be good, you know. We're going yeah. to be good. You can yeah, play this video. Play this video finally. But I, I, um, I mean, in lots of ways it's not. But I mean, the lyrics are just. I'll protect you from the hooded claw. Yeah. Keep the vampires from your door. When the chips are down, I'll be around with my undying, death-defying love for you. I mean, that, that's nothing. There's yeah. no Christmas sentiment whatsoever <laughs> in those lyrics. But when I hear Jesus. it, yeah, I just think of Christmas. It's and and that's just the association because, like I said, I was there at the time. Yeah, um, I put it into a bracket of where, I, like, I'll accept it as a Christmas song, but based on the fact that it was released the same, which I remember only a couple of years ago. This one, Mad World by Gary. Oh, that's oh, yeah, hate it. I hate, hate it, it as well hate but it. No. it goes into that bracket of the bin it's <laughs> the bin the darkness it goes, it goes into that bracket of it's it's not a Christmas song but it's a song that is played at Christmas do you get me yeah yeah, yeah. that's but I, not in my house it's not <laughs> <laughs> no it's, get off get no, off it, it is that. complete tat now the, yeah. the power of love it's is, so is depressing. a great song but yeah I know I, I can't video. stand it I, I don't I don't remember the video I just remember it's just your man's face isn't it is that what it, I, but how did that become a Christmas song? Was that one of these campaigns where people said, let's make this song the number one for Christmas or something? Was it? Do X Factor or something? One of is those that, campaigns? Is that how it happened? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I know. Rage Against Machine, they, they were Christmas number yeah, one before. They were, right? that's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. And of course, now you only need to sell about 12 rec- downloads yeah. to be a Christmas <laughs> yeah. one. But yeah. back then, you needed to sell like, ah, you know, yeah. 100,000. But, but back then as well, I used to love waiting Christmas Day for Top of the Pops to see... What the number one? Oh ah, yeah, he used yeah. to be great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, none of, there's none of that anymore. It's a, the no. instant everything now. You see. Yeah. So, um, 
the two tribes thing just yeah when you said about that and the whole Gorbachev thing and the, yeah. the, is it not a bit sell out then that Burger King took that ad, took that for their ads then you know what I mean yeah see I don't think I don't I don't think Frankie Goes Hollywood were um, were against the idea of selling out like I right. don't think they were one of those bands okay. that you know when, when when there was a court case uh, years after they broke up and the other band members sued Holly Johnson uh, it came out in court that none of the band actually played on the record that they, they used session musicians that the lads just went out the lash and Holly Johnson did the vocals and 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 that's what yeah. you hear when you listen to Frankie Coast <laughs> Hollywood albums I don't think so, they yeah, right, I don't think that. they stood over their art or anything mm. Uh, yeah, but but they wrote they did write some about yeah. five great songs yeah, and no, I think Power yeah. Love is one of them and I, I do I, I, I that's a, that's on my that's okay. in my Christmas top ten definitely okay. the thing is when you said they're about standing over uh, people standing over their art mm. I mean this day and age I don't think many people do do they and I, I think that's why we're getting lack of we're not getting many uh, music good yeah. bands or good Christmas new songs or anything like that I don't think people I have to see I, I think I people know, I, I think I think it's I think it's more music writers out there and they'll just find the face then you play that I felt like I'm getting old because now everything sounds the same that's where I'm at with it and yeah. that may be a reflection of the whole there's no good singers or songwriters rather out there anymore and you're not going to get under Simon and Garfunkel you're not going to get another Springsteen you know like and, and also the, the sort of financial imperative has changed for them as well that mm-hmm. it isn't about pressing a record and putting it in the shops and people go and buy the record yeah. now everybody wants everything for free so they've had to look at alternative ways of earning money from their music which yeah. often means getting it into uh, you know Grey's Anatomy as the closing song in Grey's Anatomy or getting it on a yeah getting it at the halftime yeah. Super Bowl or yeah, yeah or getting it on a commercial or mm. something you know and uh, and sort of getting airplay and getting known through doing that and so it's totally changed I think I think and people get into music for different reasons now like people get into music to be famous now rather yeah. than they they became famous because they happen to be to be great musicians yeah um, they're not writing they're not being as creative as they used to be no, 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 definitely not. Do, do either of you like 2,000 Miles by The Pretenders? I did not know this was a Christmas song. Yeah. I didn't know it was a Christmas song either. Yeah. yeah. It's a Christmas song. It's yeah. just brilliant. I, I only literally, I found out doing a bit of research for this. Yeah. When I was going through like lists of what people think are the greatest Christmas. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So go on. How is it a Christmas song? Well, there's, a, there's the line, you know, it's a, he's gone 2,000 miles away. Um, the snow is falling down I miss you yeah. I can hear people singing it must be Christmas time do, 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 do. Yeah. it's a beautiful song I I, I, heard, I mean it's one of those songs that comes on every year and I always think that's a great Christmas song but I never actually graded it this, until this year and I, mm. I think it's my in my top five I think oh, it's a okay, fantastic that's, Christmas really song. yeah 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 it's definitely in my top five I, I have one in my top five that I'm embarrassed it's in my top five and it's many people would say it's not even a Christmas song it gets played at Christmas but I'm putting it in my top five lads Christopher a spaceman came yes traveling. of course yeah, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah brilliant yeah. I love it Brilliant. I, I see. I don't know. It's it's like um, it's like there's a few Christmas songs like this. It's I don't know what it's about, right? <laughs> and 
and I was at a dinner party with uh, uh, in June or in May okay. and Christopher Berg was there right and he played it on the guitar he did right? not he did not yeah he did yeah yeah oh you're and right so I said like Chris like what's it about I'd love to know so he told me the story right but I was too drunk to remember the next day. <laughs> right? So I... I, I so you know, don't remember? No. But, but I did know, right? I, like, I did know for... I knew for about an hour. And then... And then you got into the stage where you sing Fairy Tale in New York with yeah. everybody emoting. But no, it was a summer... It was a summer... But he also explained uh, the story behind Spanish Train to me as well. Oh, and you I don't, don't remember, remember that either. Right. No, you don't remember. <laughs> Lady in Red, you remember that one? <laughs> yeah. But you're right, it's a great song, it is. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I love a space man can't. I thought I was kind of slated for that. Okay, no, I feel a little bit no, more. No, I don't yeah. like Christopher at all, so. No, but a space man can't travel and it's a cracker. But you have, whether you like him or not, you have to recognise that he is a magnificent songwriter. Yeah. He's no, got some, I he's don't got really listen to his music, to be honest. You see, it, in the It's early, huge in Iran, though. Iran loves him. Oh, he's huge in Russia. Like he plays yeah. stadiums of eighty thousand yeah. people in Russia, you know, in Germany. And, yeah. But but the the thing about Christopher is when I was at school, kind of eighty three, eighty four. Like he was, that he was the Ed Sheeran of his day. Like mm. you know when he was younger and some the, the those first sort of two or three albums. Like we just listened to those yeah. endlessly, absolutely endlessly. Brilliant song. Don't pay the ferryman and yes, nah. but 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 that song, I I, I think it's a great. Oh yeah, great he's not appreciated song. in Ireland, then is he? He's not appreciated no. at all, you know. And the thing is, because uh, it's because of the Lady in Red. The Lady in Red was is the song he's best known for, and yeah. and it's it you know it's probably what made Killed. his what what made his reputation abroad. But the problem is people. When they hear the lady in the red, they when they hear Chris Burke, they think he's naff because of the lady in red. Yeah. But his, you know, I saw him in I saw him in concert in March in the the um, the Borgosh Energy Theatre, and brilliant. Like you know, yeah. the range of songs. I, I, he's just I think I think he's I think he's one of our one of our greatest songwriters. Yeah, I always thought the the spaceman came traveling thing was a kind of uh, me, me, I'm having a brain fart here. Um, like. It, uh, the spaceman was Jesus, essentially. Yeah. Coming to... The, and that's... In my head, I was like, maybe that's the connection. Maybe yeah. that's what it... But I don't know. We'll have to get you back to a dinner party and sober. Yeah, the, I won't drink. Yeah. <laughs> I won't drink. We had a lot to drink that night. So, but... um, But anyway, I knew the story. Yeah. Like, I'm probably one of the few people yeah. who, who who knew the story. He probably only tells it to people who have had a rake load. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, this isn't getting out. It's safe. Are people who are locked on, you ask them. Yeah. Can I bring up a song, right? Yes. Uh, that's... Yeah, I, I, I think it's in the same vein as okay. Christa Berg, right? This, this singer, okay? Uh, underappreciated... Possibly one of the best Christmas songs of all time. Of all time, I'd put it in top five. Okay. Chris Rea, Driving Home. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Love yeah. it. There is no oh, question I love about it. that. Yeah. Yeah. His voice just makes me a bit sad, but a nice sad. No, yeah. that yeah. that song that is that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. That yeah, is top time. five. Do 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 do. do, 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 do. Uh, yeah. 
top to toe and tailbacks. What yeah. a line! Like. I got red lights all around. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, no, having it. Yeah. Gavin James does a cover of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's really cool. good. Yeah, normally I hate cover versions. Yeah. of I'm like, no, get out. But yeah, which it it is very good. It's a really, really it's a slow, much slower version. It doesn't mm. have the jaunty. So he hasn't tried to do a straight cover. He's tried to do something different yeah. with it. But the original, and and and. Magically, it falls in that golden period I'm talking about. That was oh, 86, okay. right? So oh, yeah. it's the 71 to 88 thing again. Okay. Mm. Um, after 88. Be, after 88, I forget it's it. good man. look. You know, everyone gave up. You Just to bounce into your, your magic window time frame, and you mentioned huge and Russia there, I'm going to throw one in. Boney M. Oh, yeah. Mary's boy child. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, it is. I, and they were huge in Russia as well so yeah oh they had a song Ra Ra Rasputin yeah oh yeah do you remember that yeah, the yeah. Russian queen and they said like oh those crazy Russians was that was it something <laughs> like, like that yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is a great song Bone, is. That, that is yeah long time ago in bed yeah. that's brilliant so yeah I just remember singing that in primary school at the Christmas choir. See, that's it, right? I think that's what it is, because you know that version of it, the kind of the, the, the traditional carol version, mm. but then you hear the Boney M's being on it, and you're like, this is disco and brilliant. Yeah, did, having that. Did you ever hear Valise Novidad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's on my yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas FM plays that all the time, like Does at it? least once an hour. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> they must have a quote at the fifth. Yeah. It's so, a great song. So do you listen to Christmas FM every day of December? No, no, I don't. No, no. Uh, that wouldn't be good. I think you'd yeah, overdose. you, you'd you tend to get the same ones again. So what? I, I'd have a stack of these CDs in the car, and I'd have yeah. I'd have them on, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I kind of rather pick my own than have somebody pick them for me. Like I do, mm. I do listen to uh, Christmas FM, but I, yeah. I, I would rather choose my own. I'm, I'm like that because I and I, I won't get it on Christmas FM. I know I won't, but I grew up on. And it's not Christmas unless I give it a full playing at some stage. The Neil Diamond Christmas album. The first one in particular. Oh, I don't have it. Oh, you need to get it genuinely. Yeah. It, he has some. <laughs> and he actually does a version right. of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're taking this seriously. No. <laughs> I really don't think you're taking this seriously. You're, dis- you're dismissing this now, Graham. Yeah. I've taken the whole thing serious until Neil Diamond is <laughs> No, 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 no. His, his Christmas album, he has three Christmas albums in particular, right? The first two were brilliant. The third one was an accused of Christmas, and I was a bit naff, to be honest. And I'm saying that as somebody who loves Neil Diamond, but yeah. it was a bit naff. But the first one, there's a version even of um, John Lennon, Happy Xmas War is over. Right. He has a way, a choir and all, and it's just oh, right. top notch, yeah. But I have to hear that album start to finish. I love Alan Partridge. Alan Partridge introduced Neil Diamond by saying, he really is the king of the Jews. It's Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Partridge is brilliant, isn't he? The, I love this one, right? Phil Spector's yes. uh, a, a Christmas Gift to You, right? So it's got, you know, Darlene Love singing White Christmas, yeah. Frosty the Snowman by the Ronettes, The Bells of St. Mary yeah. by uh, Bobby Sox and the Blue Jeans, Santa Claus Come Down by the Crystals. It's and when you put this on, you realise I've heard all of these songs because you be going around the shops at Christmas time, yeah. and one of these will always come on in the shop. But as an album, it's brilliant, and it—I think it was recorded. The story was, it was recorded in '63, and they were just about to release it when John F. Kennedy was assassinated, oh. 
and they just there was just like yeah, no, a moratorium no. on anybody having a good Christmas. Like was, was there even a Christmas canceled. in '63? I don't. I think yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. You know, no. so they postponed it for a year, yeah. and then they brought out the following year. But there's there's something about Phil Spector because of what happened later on. You know, yeah. with, with with shooting someone, and all these stories <laughs> came out during the trial that you know his. The artists would regularly say, "Oh yeah, he'd always point a gun at you in the studio." <laughs> when I li- when I listened to so does that mean you you're know, allowed to listen to it now? I think you are. Yeah, yeah. but when I listen to Ru- uh, the Crystal singing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, <laughs> I always picture uh, Phil Spector holding a gun <laughs> to their to making them sing. It's it, it, and then he does this really uh, creepy. Uh, kind of monologue at the end you know oh. thank you for joining us on this Christmas album like the really really yeah. sort of strange thing and when when you find out the, the, the madness that was going that on, on with this yeah. man uh, it's it re- I, I can't listen to that bit at the end like it just makes me yeah my skin no, I, I, yeah, it's a great really album I like the cover of it actually, yeah. yeah am I Turn yeah, it's in. real. I mean, all the beehive haircuts and everything yeah. like it. So it's classic. He still has so. a beehive haircut, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the other, have you heard Bob Dylan's Christmas album? No, no. I haven't. See, I didn't know we don't. People say. I didn't know we don't one either. Yeah, I didn't either. People say that um, nothing good came out of Bob Dylan finding <laughs> God, right? Now, you know, it, the, the, his, his Jesus albums are among the worst things I've ever yeah. heard. Like, they're really, really bad albums. But anyway, this. We got this out of his flirtation with Christianity, uh, Christmas in the Heart, and it is brilliant. Like, really? You know, yeah, yeah. To hear him sing, you know, he does um, Silver Bells. Okay. You know, and that Silver Bells, Silver Bells, it's Christmas time in the city. It's <laughs> a good Bob Dylan. Brilliant. Like, really, really um, fantastic versions of the yeah. little, you know, the little drummer boy, Come All Ye Faithful, the Destiny Potatoes. The little drummer boy. I don't like anybody touching that because it was made perfect by being in Bowie and it should be left alone. Right. That's, I, I love that, the video to that being in Bowie. Yeah, uh, uh, like that's one of them to me. It'll be like if somebody tried to cover Last Christmas for me. Yeah. I mean? To me, being in Bowie got the little drummer boy perfect. Leave it alone and move on to another and one. The video is uh, the story. I heard the story that um, Bing, Bing was a really buttoned down conservative. Uh, Republican voting American yeah and who you know he so like when he when he met this androgynous David Bowie <laughs> character like, that would have been just about the greatest shock <laughs> the man could have but apparently there's this awkwardness in the video like whether he doesn't he doesn't really look at Bowie mm. much and apparently it's because he he didn't know who Bowie was beforehand oh, really? and when Bowie walked in uh, he it just took to rehearse it an hour beforehand or something. He just really, he suddenly got that this wasn't, this wasn't a conventional yeah. white bread American, <laughs> like, you know, he'd be used to, you know, that, that this is a, this is a man who pursues an alternative <laughs> lifestyle, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So apparently all that awkwardness is down to these two worlds colliding, you know, and Bowie was trying to go, a bit main, a bit more mainstream. I think mm. at the time, you know, it was. I suppose he was getting yeah. older and growing up. I think it was seventy seven. Yeah, and Bing Crosby that. died about uh, That's uh, right, yeah. four weeks later or something, yeah. didn't he? Um, <laughs> Probably because it was meeting with Bowie. <laughs> he couldn't get over the shock. <laughs> he wasn't the same afterwards. Yeah, um, but, yeah, they, no, that, but he's great. And and so, so <laughs> Bing Crosby sings 
the, the traditional little yeah. drummer boy and, and then Bowie, Bowie does the sings peace this on earth peace bit. on earth yeah. yeah yeah I think it's brilliant I just I love that uh, that's in my top five is yeah. there any artists or bands that you'd like to bring out a Christmas album um, no I can't think of anyone like anyone anyone I'd want I'd want to do it did it, you know? Mm. Did it between 1971 and 1988. <laughs> you, you two, no? You two from the 80s. They did, they did a version of... Baby, um, Please Come Home. Baby, Please Come Home. That's brilliant. Yeah, it yeah. is a great song. It yeah. is absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. And a great version of it, isn't it? Was yeah. it before 88? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was on I a... I think so, yeah. <laughs> no, genuinely, I think it falls it was, into your yeah. category. It actually, do you know? I, I this know theory is actually pretty watertight, well, isn't it's, it? Yeah, it is. It's holding up, like it is it was, really holding up. You can tell by Bono's voice it was. It was probably around sort of Joshua Tree rattling home time. You can tell because he still had a set of pipes on him, like you know. So, is there a, is there any um, moving away from songs briefly? Is there any uh, programs or anything that you love from a Christmas? Christmas? Yeah, it, like uh, BBC Sports Personality of the Year. Yeah, it's not a Christmas program, no, but it always but it's always in December, and I I've never missed it like since I was a kid. Like, really? You know? yeah. Did you see? Yeah. I, I I don't like Andy Murray, but did you see his tweet the other day? The other it was the last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the time, the time magazine. I hadn't seen the Time magazine tweet, so I was wondering what the hell's Andy Murray on about. Yeah. yeah. Then yeah. I seen a few people absolutely mimic it. brilliant. Yeah. But Christmas, we we tend in our house, we tend to put DVDs on or something. The yeah. Televisions have a great on Christmas Day, and now. You know, twenty years ago, uh, when when you didn't have like Netflix and things mm. like that, like a, a film would be in the cinema and then you wouldn't see it for seven years on video. <laughs> like it'd take about seven years to get onto onto VHS, and uh, and then it would appear like like it would appear on television. I think Star Wars was on television for the first time in around 1982. So that's right. five years after it was in the cinema. And that was on Christmas time. Like, so there was always, there was always a movie that you were looking forward to for weeks in advance. Like yeah. you knew, cause you wouldn't have seen it. Like you wouldn't have seen it on video or anything like that. Yeah, you yeah. saw it in the cinema when it came out and then you waited five years and you saw it on Christmas day. But that doesn't, that's not a thing anymore. I don't think we really watch. Christmas specials though as well with sitcoms. I used to always love, ah, love them yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. They, don't, they don't really do that as much anymore. Oh, well, Mrs. Like... Brown's boys. Yeah, that's actually, yeah. They do Christmas special yeah. every year. And, um, the uh, the royal family, oh, yeah, the royal family, family Christmas yeah. special yeah. was that one where, where they had the turkey oh. in the bath defrosted. <laughs> Unbelievable! I mean, she, I mean, what an, again another terrible loss, you know. She oh, was, yeah. she, yeah. was, she yeah. was a genius. Unbelievable! Hearn, you know, she really was. So that, but and then the Unfields and Horses Christmas specials, yeah, yeah. you'd always you'd be waiting all day for those, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get that anymore. No. I no. used to like the Killing the Scully actually Christmas specials. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. you don't have an other well, Mrs. Brown's Boys, but I don't yeah. I can't really get into it. Do you like Mrs. Brown's Boys? I do, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't really yeah. get into yeah. it, do you? Uh, no, I do like it, yeah, and I've, I've yeah. gone to see the, the live ones and that. Oh, really? Kind of I saw yeah. the live show as well, yeah, yeah. yeah. with it's, the, one of the early ones, yeah. It's yeah. it is it's that kind of thing. I know a lot of people slayed it and all that, but and it makes, look, if it makes you laugh. That's if it. it makes you laugh then you find it funny and it makes yeah. it makes me laugh exactly know? and no matter how much you try to not laugh despite yourself like do you know what I mean exactly yeah. yeah no it's brilliant yeah. would you ever do a Ross or Panto 
uh, a Christmas, a yeah. Christmas O'Carroll. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Be class. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He's been working on that came too quick. That rolled off the tongue. He texted me earlier on. He asked <laughs> no, me that question. I'll, I'll just say, uh, like, I, I came up with it really quickly there, but you didn't inspire the idea. So you have no rights, okay? And I'll be asking right you down, to, to sign something legally binding before we leave. Can I throw in a, a great cover version, right? Yes. And actually, the original is brilliant as well um a joan it's by joni mitchell river do you know the song yeah i do no, i don't know CeeLo green covered it and the CeeLo green version i thought we were saying joni amazing. sorry i thought we were saying joni's was a cover no like, joni's was the original yeah i was right? like i didn't know that. yeah okay and okay it's CeeLo green the big black guy. yeah yeah great yeah. singer and he he said his voice is amazing yeah. you know he has a great christmas album by the way does he yeah brilliant christmas album yeah. okay uh and uh, but this particular song uh I always liked it, you know, it's um, this Joni Mitchell song. And I was, it's really sad, like, you know, and um, it's all about, you know, I made my baby say goodbye and, you know, it's about losing someone, you know. And I always thought it was about a lover. And I was was driving down to, to Wicklow. Uh, about three Christmases ago and the John Murray show was on RTE and they were talking about the meaning behind certain Christmas songs and they started talking about that one and she had a baby in the 60s and she gave it up for adoption and when she says I made my baby cry she's talking about a baby and I just burst into tears I just couldn't couldn't handle it like it was such a sad story and uh, and 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 it's a th- since I found that out, the song is just a thousand times more, more yeah. significant, like you know, and and a thousand times more brilliant. Yeah. But her version, I think, is 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 definitely in my top ten. Yeah, it's, and CeeLo yeah, Green's is 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 a great cover of it. Yeah, that's deep, isn't it? Oh yeah. yeah, it wrecked me. It just wrecked me. I couldn't stop thinking about it all over Christmas. It was just, it ruined me Christmas, like, you yeah. know. Salty but, tears in the turkey I'll do. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But it was so, you know, and she's written, I mean, she was reunited with her daughter yeah. uh, years later. Um, she wrote a few songs about, um, about, about giving her baby up for adoption, but... Uh, nobody knew at the time that that this had happened, so everybody just presumed I made my baby say goodbye was was talking about breaking up with yeah, a lover, yeah. and it's about giving her baby up for adoption. So anyway, that's that. But that gets my vote as one of the. It's not. Okay. It was never. I think it was a top ten or anything like that. It's not a Christmas pop song, yeah. but it's a it's a Christmas song. Like it's a. Yeah, I. Uh, where do you? Because the the Christmas pop song, as I said, that's that's one genre or category or, or whatever that, that that yeah you'll hear them on the radio and you'll love them and all that I'm a big fan of just the carol stuff the tr- like more traditional do you know what I mean I love Jerusalem we've heard of last time have you heard yeah. the Sinead O'Connor singing uh, Silent Night yeah it's oh unbelievable oh my god unbelievable yeah. but, it wrecks me yeah but that's and it's just like the, uh, those ones and you mentioned um, was it Dylan that has the Oh Come All You Faithful Oh Come All You Faithful yeah. yeah and I'm like okay I, I love that kind of thing but the the one with the Latin in it, then I don't yes, know why. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I suddenly become Pavarotti when I hear that, and I yeah. love just I don't know what I'm singing, but I'm belting out syllables that I've no idea, and yeah. I love it. I'm witch on I like I have no religion left in me. Yeah, like, it's all gone. Right, yeah. it's yeah. just all gone. I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm and I'm rotting in the ground, and that's that. Yeah, but 
I think I think him like the Christmas Christmas hymns yeah. are the only thing that can stir anything in me, like yeah. any sort of yeah. feelings Spiritual in that or regard. Whatever. Yeah, uh, but a holy night oh, is listen. Uh, brilliant, just well, mind blowingly good. About isn't it? four years ago, I was driving down to to Oxana's house down a leash, and like that, I had I think it might have been Ronan Collins. I'm almost certain it was, and he played. Uh, Silent Night 1914 the, the the one about the the German singing from No Man's Land oh yeah and that's door and I, could, I was getting a bit glassy eyed and I was like no, you're driving come on you're grand and then he played Oh Holy Night and it was the Mormon Tabernacle Choir doing a version of it right but it was just so powerful like just and I've no idea why but like just my eyes started leaking rapid <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I was like that's like and like, it's like you're saying it just I've absolutely no religion at all, but it just stored something. I don't yeah. know, and you know, I'm not saying yeah. I found God for those three minutes that I yeah. was on. But like, <laughs> the, but see, the priests know. plant the seed in you early, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then they just need to use the music to summon it up again. Like, you know, it's like hypnotism or something, isn't it? Yeah. But, oh, holy no, yeah, it's a powerful yeah, sound. Yeah. Like it's really just, fall yeah. on your knees, all that. It's yeah. just oh, yeah. the imagery and everything is just yeah. brilliant. I I love that. Like that gets me. Like yeah. it really, that's yeah. that'll set me off. Like you know, really? that. That and and the Baileys, like you know, and actually, the, the Bailey, the Baileys, uh, that and it's a wonderful life on the telly. Like, ah, listen, listen, you might as well just yeah. call the priest for me, like, you know, I'll be having, having a breakdown. <laughs> Will the dog be with you during this? Oh no, the dog will be looking at me going. Mary's in bed and the dog's in your lap. It's just you and the dog. The dog's looking at you going, "Well, I get oh, yeah. someone." Watching Hotel for Dogs or something like, you know, the two of us in floods, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, can I say, one song we haven't, we haven't mentioned, okay. and it has to be... Hotel for Dogs. <laughs> you know that film, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had you and Humphrey watching Hotel for Dogs now, we had. <laughs> Letting them stay up late. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, can I say, right? I can't yeah. believe we haven't mentioned this, right? Because it's one of the greatest songs, Christmas songs ever recorded. One of the most important Christmas songs ever recorded. And it spawned some of the worst cover versions ever. Do they know it's Christmas? Yes. yes. Right. Why, haven't we, why haven't we talked about that? that? I am that was glad on my list. Said it because this is another one that proves your theory. Because the 1990 version of Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan goes, it doesn't just go in the bin. The bin yeah. gets set on fire and kicked yeah, it is. Yeah. Why did we mention that's on my list as well? The original, yes, hundred percent. So what are we saying? Yes. Oh, hell yeah! I yeah. mean, to me, to me, I mean, it's not a great song. I think, I think Geldof and Midjor wrote it in like ten minutes or something. Like they yeah. just, and they really scribbled it on the back of an envelope. But the thing was that those famine pictures, I remember it so well. Eighty-four. It was November. Michael Burke had that report from. Uh, Ethiopia. Ethiopia and within uh, a week of that Geldof had all of those musicians in a studio and like you're not talking about like I've seen the later versions uh, and I just I just watched them videos and I can't and everybody who's in them videos you go who the hell is yeah. that you don't you didn't know who they were five years later but this was he got uh, Duran Duran you uh, too. Spanda Ballet. You yeah, too. Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Paul Weller, who hated Geldof. Paul Weller yeah. and Geldof hated each other. And as soon as he rang him, he said, "Yeah, I'm on my way." 
uh, I mean, what a lineup! Like, yeah. and you watch it now, and it's still it's oh, still yeah. mind blowing. But the the week before it was released, uh, there was a there was a guy called Jim Diamond. Do you remember Jim Diamond? No, I don't think no. so. Before you were born, that's you know. But it was the song. The song was "I Should Have Known Better." I should have known better to lie to one as beautiful as you. It was a, a kind of ballad, right? And it went straight to number one. And he was Scottish, I think. Yeah, he's Scottish. He did an interview afterwards, and he said, "It's great to be number one, but I hope I'm not number one next week. I don't want anyone to go out and buy my single. I want them to go out and buy Band Aid instead." And it's easy thing to say because they were going to do it anyway. But yeah. he happened. He like it was an amazing thing for him for him to come out and say, "Don't buy my single next week," because yeah. he yeah. had he had number one. He said, "Just don't buy it. Buy this other single." And then this song appeared, you know, yeah. and and it's still powerful. It's still really really powerful. It still makes yeah. me very emotional because I remember the video with with those scenes from Africa, and then mm. I think there was a five minute Mike five minute Michael Burke report. Which was part of the video that yeah. sort of led into yeah. it, and um, and they did a documentary which actually aired around Christmas time as well. You know, they showed the, the the report and how the how the record was put together. Boy George, yeah. Boy George was in was in America, and uh, Geldof rang him and said, "Get over here to make right." And and Boy George went to the airport and flew back. To, to record his piece in that day, that same day. Wow. Um, it's just, it, it, mad, I mean, it, how that record was put together is an amazing song, but, it, it, but when they redid it, it's all too calculated, it's yeah. too smooth, it's too polished. Yeah. The spontaneity of that first one is what made it really special. There was a remake of it, um, maybe the 20 year anniversary one, where, you know, in the original video, they had the malnourished Ethiopian kid. Yeah. For the yeah, remake, the, the, they had her show oh, up. Yeah. Grown up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. yeah, that's the, that's the only that's the only wonderful thing about, about it. About yeah, the yeah, yeah. There's one of the versions because I think there's been about four, hasn't there? Yeah, yeah. there's been a good But few the one with yeah. the rapping in the middle of it, Dizzy that's, Rascal. That's the most. No, 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 no. Just the most recent one. They don't. The Band of Twenty had Dizzy Rascal in it. That's then, the one I hate. I think. Well, there was, there was well, one that he adds a bit of rap to himself. He's like, Terrible. a bit of love for the right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the one. Because <laughs> yeah. okay. there's one that came after that that's worse again. Really? So, yeah, genuinely. Yeah. Is it worse than Peter K? Uh, yeah, it is worse really? than Peter K. Yeah. I don't haven't seen this Peter K. Do you like Peter K? I love Peter K. Yeah. 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 I think I think Peter K is great. I but, love him. But that's, but, that's a, but that's not a Christmas song. No. I've never even heard of this. Uh, I haven't even seen that. I thought I'd seen everything Peter K has ever done, but... The, that X Factor mockumentary yeah it was very good actually yeah, I've it's, never it's, seen that it's very funny no yeah. no, it is good but the song is just there's no need for it you no. know what band aid though do you know that there's the bit there's a lyric what does it say uh, well tonight thank god it's them instead of yeah. you yeah, well, that's yeah. a famous line yeah. 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 yeah but what does it mean well tonight thank god it's them like thank god they're the ones, the ones so that are starving so is it like are. is that a, a dig at the public a little bit yeah, it's a funny. You're right. It's a funny line. You know, yeah. it's kind of saying, "Well, thank God it's them." It's that. Yeah, it, he's he's being ironic, is he? Isn't that the whole thing though? Is he being Geldof? Just isn't, that, isn't the the story about that? Isn't it the whole thing where when Geldof got Bono involved and Bono's looking at it and Geldof's like, "I know what line I want. Like, I have a line for you. I want yeah. you." And Bono's looking at it, he's like, "It can't be that fucking line, Bob." And I was like, "It has to be you." Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, it has to be you. 
like that 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 line is your yeah. line like and then obviously then in fairness like th- that line it is it, it resonates like it just yeah it, it is that sort of pinnacle moment in the song like mm. yeah. yeah no it is but I, I, I was took it as in it was like uh, well you're at home watching us aren't you lucky it's not you yeah but yeah. that but I suppose that's the whole thing and that's where it, it, I suppose it's the, the, the crux of it isn't it you know what I mean you're munching into your Christmas sandwich at this bit, yeah and then all of a sudden you're like mm, okay I feel guilty now yeah maybe I should donate a few quid um, <laughs> um, what about uh Again, it's in the golden period. Okay. Uh, the flying pickets. Only you. Yes. What? Yes. Which is this? It's being used in an ad at the moment. You don't know that? I don't think ah, so. You oh, do. It's a Yazoo. It's a, a Yazoo song. Alison Moye sang it originally, mm. and then this band, the Flying Pickets, they were yeah. an a cappella band. They came out with this a cappella version of it and it's brilliant and All and I your man turned up in Coronation Street a few years later as a bankrupt <laughs> what's what's the what's the ad it's in now uh, I think it's Boots that's in this year All I ever knew Boom bottom boom Only you Oh yeah It's a great one Yeah yes, It's yes. up there with, with Stop the Calvary for me Ah oh, yeah that. Now, that, now is that a Christmas song? I wish I was at home for Christmas. Yeah. It mentions Christmas, but is it is it especially Christmassy? Well, I it's don't not, like it. not in the terms of does it make you feel joyful and happy yeah. now, but I, yeah, for me it's a Christmas song. Yeah. And it's a great one at that. I love it. I read the story uh, <laughs> of, of, of that song about the, the references to Churchill and everything. Mm. And I can't remember what it is, but so your your <laughs> listeners will have to Google it. But it was very interesting, I can tell them. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's about um, there's something very, but it's about the war, you know. But there was mm. something about about the Churchill reference was was a bit anti-Churchill or something. Anyway, I should have read it before. I came <laughs> <to it>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I'm gonna actually go check that myself now because I do. I love that song and. Yeah, the, I'm trying to think what the line is. I, he references him as Mr. Churchill, does he? I yeah, um, and I, I always um, find anybody who references I don't like the tone of it at all. Mister, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Hey, Mister Churchill comes over here oh, to yeah, say yeah. where they're sending me, but yeah. it's very cold out here in the snow, marching to the end. Yeah, no, I hate it. You don't like it? No, I you hate don't like the, that song. I hate the yeah. tone of it. The song? Yeah, don't like it. Get it right. And you don't mind Kirsty McCall and Shane McGowan brawling on the street. That tone's all right for you. Where'd you say the I go? <laughs> Stay away from the I go. Christmas time if you're coming out of there. Um, Down the road. We're, we're running out of time, so we just bash a few more. That, that, that Chuck Berry, run Rudolph, run I love. Ah, yeah, now yeah. That's, yeah. that's uh, yeah, yeah. What else have you got, Merrill? All the ones we've mentioned, I, I don't have anything else. No. Um, I had Fairytale New York yeah. Christy Moore uh, Did You Know It's Christmas Time Wham Last Christmas John Lennon War Is Over Bing Crosby uh, Chris Ray Valise Novadat We have The Darkness The Darkness, the darkness. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually no, I'm actually being in the bin. Yeah I'm actually yeah, being convinced To remove it No I'm, I'm <laughs> going to keep it Because like I said it's, it's a shite song But I love singing along to it So I'm, I'm alright with it What about Paul McCartney We All Stand Together we also no, are you were gonna, the, I know I know the poem I like the Paul McCartney Wonderful Christmas Time No I hate it Really? I hate it What about We All Stand Together? I don't know it 
Dom, 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 ay, ay, dom, dom, dom. You don't know that? No. Rupert the Bear video? No. He wrote it for Stella when she was a child. Okay. And it's, uh, it, it's, it's not a cappella. It's, it's kind of like a Disney-type song. It's fantastic. I'll check that one out. Um, because, like, yeah, it's I, a frog chorus. That's it. Right. Um, we all, the frog chorus was the, na- was the name on it, uh, was the band. Yeah. We all stand together, but Paul McCartney wrote it. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. The, the other one, I, I, I can't. No, no. does nothing for me. Mike Oldfield. Yes. In Dulce Jubilo. Yes. Now, I want to say, we, this is part of our Christmas tradition, right? I probably I probably shouldn't uh, tell you anyway, right? <laughs> it's a private family thing, but sure. <laughs> whatever you might as well know. We do. You know, everybody has a kind of daft Christmas tradition, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, every year, when the meal is cooked, just before we cook the meal... Of just before we eat the meal, we do, we say we got to do Il Dolce Jubilo, right? So we have sleigh bells on a kind of Christmas tree thing that you kind of hold and like like a tambourine, right? And we put on <laughs> Il Dolce, we call it Dolce Jubilo, and uh, we put on really, really loud, and everybody has to do a lap at the kitchen. Uh, skip and <laughs> banging the tambourine, the sleigh bell tambourine. And then, and what you do, it's like a really. How many people thing. are here? I mean, we'd have, a, you know, anything between 10 and 14 people for Christmas, right? And every everybody has to do a lap. But if you're feeling it, you can do two. Like, so you do, so you go from, you go, you go from the, the cooker, the cooker area of the kitchen down around the table and then back again. But if you're, you go like, and you kind of do it like bears at a Happy Mondays, right? That kind of dancing. Do, 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 do. And the great thing about that song is uh, they keep adding a, they add a layer of instrumentation yeah. every time it comes around again. So it starts off with, so it's a real, I think it's just a, a bass or whatever yeah, it is yeah. at the start. But then at the end, there's a, there's a whole orchestra playing. So it sort of builds up, you know, and, uh, but that we do that every year. That's part of our Christmas Love tradition. And there's many people do the second lap. Oh yeah, especially when it gets up to the heavy instrumental. Like, you're kind of yeah. thinking, I don't want. You don't want to let it go. Does like, the dog do it? He'd kind of run around barking. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a big Mike Oldfield fan, like you know. He's not, he's not mad when two bells gets put on. The Does the dog get spoiled at Christmas? Ah uh, yeah, yeah. We we see we can't spoil him with food because he's uh, he has a dodgy stomach. He oh. has well, he has irritable bowel, so he he's on prescription food that costs about two fifty yeah. a tin, like you know, and he has three of them a day. So he, he eats better than we do, <laughs> um, but we can't give him like we can't really give him anything outside of that diet so he what gets, breed is the dog again what what breed he's a basset hound oh basset hound yeah. yeah so he's kind of really long yeah uh, short legs they're 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 funny dog only only humans could devise a dog like this you know because <laughs> they they were bred to be this way you know yeah. but he's 30 kilos so he weighs even though he's short he weighs the the, the same weight as an adult lab and <laughs> his le- they have little chicken legs like, yeah. Yeah. like really really thin bones but huge paws like big bear paws that turn outwards to 
to carry it just to hold up the weight you know so um so the, but the problem is they get all sorts of illnesses and yeah and and then you know musculature problems and back problems which is related to the pause and all the fact that yeah. nature would never come up with a dog that looked like that um <laughs> <laughs> but they're beautiful dog. I mean, he's he's such an affectionate dog, and we got him at Christmas time as well. You know, oh, we, we broke the rule of getting a dog at Christmas time. Christmas time, and um, and just just love him like you know. Yeah. He's How old is he now? He's seven. So we got him. Yeah, we got him Christmas seven years ago, and uh, we, he never does any, He never ever ever does anything you tell him to do. Like, he's just, <laughs> Like you could, he could be there, right? He could be sitting there, and I could, I could say his, say his name repeatedly for an hour, and he wouldn't come to me. And then as soon as I stop, he'll go. Right now, I'll come. Like said, it's just so so stubborn. Yeah, yeah, really, really stubborn. And we we took him. He got he got kicked out of daycare. He was in that place in Ranala, mud ugly, you know, where all the <laughs> all the. Uh, you know, I think Amy Hoopman used to put her dog in there, like, you know, so it was the, the sort of Ranala people put their dogs in there. So they're very posh dogs, like yeah. not just the people who put them in, but the dogs are posh, you know. And Humphrey is kind of a tug, really, you know. <laughs> and uh, and he went in and I, I went to collect him after he was in there for one day. And uh, uh, the woman in there said he ate another dog's lunch. <laughs> and I said, "There's no such thing as another dog's lunch. There's only a, there's only lunch if you're a dog." Yeah. And uh, but eventually, but did you say to you giving out to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I should have a word with him. It was like going to a crash or something, right? So anyway, the, so brought him in a second time, and she said, "Oh, we we won't be able to take him again." They got a solicitor's letter uh, about him because he he's a he's a barker, and they have a pretty distinctive bark the basset there's a yeah. and uh, the solicitor who works next door uh, wasn't having the wasn't, oh, and no. I didn't blame him like you know it's so it, we, we got a solicitor's letter to say or they did to say don't have that dog in again you're joking me yeah so uh, that's mad so that's kind of, barking yeah that's an insight into his personality <laughs> <laughs> does but, he still bark yeah, uh, yeah. When he wants to, you know, when the postman comes and things like that. Yeah. But we took him to obedience classes, and they they just laughed. They just said, "No, not yeah. basset hands." They said they don't. They they're not. They're, they're not trainable like other dogs are. And so they just said, "Are you a patient man?" And I said, "No." And they said, "You will be. <laughs> that your dog will learn." And and every you just write everything off as personality. Like you just say, "That's his yeah. personality. I can't do anything about it." But that's that's the beauty of dogs, though. Like that's yeah. do you know what I mean? Like Cleo, my she's a lab, but she's got split personalities. Like yeah. she's she's actually she's twelve. She her birthday's Christmas Eve. Ah, uh. so yeah. So she'd be twelve on Christmas Eve. We didn't get her till February or whatever. But uh, just when you're describing, like she's also on prescription food and all that. Cause she's diabetic. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> but like that again, even just like when we bring her to the we have to bring her to the vet regularly. To, get our bloods checked and all that kind of thing for the yeah. diabetes and like that we have a system because she doesn't do with her dogs she doesn't cope well with other dogs oh right okay she's she just she just loses her mind she yeah. backs like mad at them not aggressively but just like she gets very kind of like who, who are you who are you who are you at least that's what her bark says to me cause, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah um 
so they've got an entrance door and an exit door yeah but we have to kind of hide Cleo behind the car so she can't see the other dogs and then Paul our vet opens the door and he's like Dan come on in and then we have to sneak in before she sees another dog and it's just this routine that we have now but yeah, yeah like when you're saying about the personalities that's it that's why dogs are great like yeah I love it cats yeah oh our Humphrey got this it got this uh, guide dog uh, the sack <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks ago we were walking through the park and uh, <laughs> what and he sees this this lab he loves labs like you know because labs have the right amount of energy for him like yeah. he's mad and he's he's mad as well so he said oh, I'll have a bit of this he sees this lab pup but he goes ah oh, yeah that's a bit of me and he's barking row row so if the 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 lab was being trained as a guide dog for the blind and I noticed that he had a little bib on and there was a woman kind of with him with a bib and uh, she said to me can you please take your dog away I'm you know I'm trying to teach him not to respond to your to to other dogs which is what they have to teach them you know and not to respond to dogs or people so I said yeah yeah no problem at all but Humphrey wasn't having it he wanted to go over you know so the trainer keeps saying to him good boy good boy good boy because he hasn't barked you know yeah. and I can see that the, little, the poor little pup is like looking going I want to bark and she's going no good boy she's giving him treats to get him not to bark and Humphrey's going rah, 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 like, and then eventually the dog just loses it this puppy and just like rah, rah, runs towards Humphrey you know and I reckon that was the end of uh, <laughs> that's him that was the end of his career yeah he'd you know? lead somebody out in front of traffic that one so he's gone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially you won't be around. Hell yeah. Um, right, have we have we settled the Christmas song debate, or is there any others that we want to add in before we close shop? No. What about Tom Jones and Cerise uh, Matthews? Sarah's Matthews, yeah. Is that Sarah's Cheris? Keris? Keris is Keris. Yeah. When you said maybe it's cold outside. Oh yeah. When you said that, actually, there's a mate of mine, John Anglin, who I like that song. Yeah. So does he to the point where boy he does both parts for the duet and he does them both convincingly yeah um, and he does a great Tom Jones but I'm with you yeah now that one and that particular version of it yeah. I've heard uh, again hundreds of versions Michael Bublé has a version of it that's not bad but it doesn't, yeah. doesn't I'm sick of Bublé yeah but, yeah like I mean he's they, kind of become Mr. Christmas as well yeah, though, hasn't they, he? they defrost him in October and that's it isn't yeah. it? he's ready to go like but he's kind of like Nigella Lawson like you know you know that <laughs> It's just Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, I mean, I don't eat... Oh, good, what's my jelly at home? Oh, yeah. Have you tried <laughs> cooking? Do you cook? Yeah. Do you cook sometimes. the Christmas dinner? No, I don't. Beans I on know top you do the cheese board, but then <laughs> <laughs> you, take the, you take the plastic off the easy singles. <laughs> you take For the, the cheese board. The cheese and I straws. Slice them. <laughs> I slice them on the cheese strings. Yeah, that's the value black cheese board, all right, yeah. What were you going to say there about the jelly? I just uh, watch her uh, whip cream. So I try to do... Uh, so we cook for like, for, you know, like I said, between 10 and 14 people. And I tried to do that Nigella thing of the timings, like, you know, oh, her timings are just unbelievable. Really? You know? yeah, what, yeah. what do you mean timings between so, so she Yeah, yeah. So she has a, she has a plan, like, a, like a, a sort of army operation, you know, so it's yeah. eight, you know, 800 hours you do this. 8.15 you do this but but so she, she sets aside say 60 seconds for doing the sprouts and like I'm 25 minutes doing the sprouts and she's already done the gravy and she's having a drink like you know and when years later that cocaine uh, story uh, came out about Nigella it, her timings made a little bit more sense to me 
I could <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I kind of ah, that, that's it. Yeah, that's, it's the culture. Yeah. It has to be. Like, yeah. you know, there's yeah. no other explanation for it. Um, yeah. But What's yeah, a special but, ingredient. Ah, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then but then then she does things like, I don't know how you feel, but I I think the Christmas dinner has been, uh, like the Christmas song, it's been. Um, there hasn't been a good one since '88. Yeah. <laughs> Not in our house since I started cooking it, certainly. But there's two, it's become too finicky, right? Like sprouts, to me, right? You, you boil the sprouts, yeah. you drain the water off, you put them on the plate, nobody eats them, the and you put them in the bin, yeah. right? And that's tradition in our house, right? <laughs> <laughs> nobody eats I the eat sprouts, sprouts, right? But suddenly, with, the, with Nigella and all these celebrity chefs, people are deep frying them in butter and oh. and and walnuts and no. walnuts. Bits, and bacon lardons and stuff no, like that no, no, you know no if you have to cook anything with four other things leave it in the ground yeah. that, they <laughs> they they're not edible right if you got to if you got to fry if that, you in that butter, bacon yeah, yeah. if you got to fry it in butter with bacon that's not edible no. yeah. to make a taste of something forget yeah. that if you have to take 3 years off your life to eat one of them <laughs> yeah leave it be. But, I'm with you I'm with you they're boiled there's two of them go on the plate you resent the little cabbage balls as they sit yeah. there and they go on the bin put them in the bin. do you eat sprouts I I like them yeah I like them yeah. too I do like them I just I think I I think of them as little cabbages. Yeah, yeah, little Christmas cabbages. cabbages. Yeah, yeah. I do like them, but but I don't. I certainly don't believe in in frying them in butter to make them edible. Like you know, like my shoes would taste nice fried in butter with bacon. <laughs> with bacon, <laughs> I mean, anything, with bacon. anything. With bacon, anything. With yeah, bacon, nothing. Yeah. But I think it has become a bit a bit overcomplicated. You yeah, know, that, I... that people pouring Coca Cola on the ham and all that oh, kind of go thing. Away. Just mm. come on. You know, does it really taste that much better? You said it does. I, it does taste nice, but a honey glazed ham to me is just with the the cloves. That's that well, and that's because that's what I've always had at Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have the coke? So, no, I done the coke myself as a kind of experiment. It was lovely. My ma sometimes does that. But oh, the Nigella way was it? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> hang on till I get that now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the, the like the, actually it was Pepsi. It wasn't coke. It was Pepsi that we had now. So that's what was used. But now I like Christmas dinner for me is. Mashed potato, roast potato, whatever veg is there that mini cabbages can go on the side of the plate. Ham, turkey, stuff with gravy. My grandparents do ham, ham, turkey, and they'll do a bit of roast beef as well. Roast beef? Yeah. That'd be overkill for me. Yeah, that would be yeah. Overkill. Not what beef. about the spice beef? Do you do that? No. Oh, it's one of it's it's one of the it's one of the many great things that cork has given us. <laughs> Spiced beef. Spiced beef. It's yeah. a cork tradition, and if you've if you know cork people, they introduce you to this thing, and you you it'll yeah. always be part of your Christmas. It's just it's a spiced beef. I think they roll it they roll in spice in in August or something like that, yeah. and then you put it in the pressure cooker, and it's a Christmas Eve thing in cork. You just cut it and you make sandwiches out of it, and. Um, yeah, we, we we do like a, a pile of sandwiches like ten feet high on Christmas Eve and just eat the spiced beef. And it's really salty. Yeah. So you 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 drink two litres of seven up with that. Oh yeah. yeah. It's That's great. the thing, isn't it, Chris? The amount of soft drink you go through. Yeah. Yeah. Middle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Listen. And cheese in his house. Like, oh, <laughs> tell you. So give us the give us the <laughs> give us the uh, the cheese menu this year. Oh, I don't know. We gran- granny always just gets she just goes to one of the shops gets loads of the... Would this be the shop that you're advertising? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so, actually. <laughs> you're making, you're making she it. She goes to Lidl's or Aldi's. <laughs> <laughs> what 
what's the crackers? What's the cracker make? Cars, is it? Cars, yeah. yeah. She'll have oh, cars. Yeah, yeah. And she'll just put them out on a chopping board with loads of sp- spiced cheese and oh, chili yeah. cheese and pineapple cheese. And yeah, we're not going no, near it. No. We just get the mince pies into me. Oh, Why you don't go near it? No, I can't. I can't avoid buying a mince pie now. Why? I, I love no, mince pies. You know what it is? I think it's Warm because mince I, pies. I never got over the disappointment of biting into it and find out it wasn't like a little mini shepherd's pie. Because <laughs> I heard mince pie. <laughs> God, shy. <laughs> You've been hurt before. <laughs> once, once bitten, twice shy, as George Michael sang to us. <laughs> what about Stalin? Do you like Stalin cake? What's Stalin cake? I haven't had it in years. Uh, I've never even it's had great. it. It's great. There's a bit of marzipan in it. It's just, mm. it's it's a great... Do you get it? Uh, yeah. For Christmas yeah, Day? Yeah. Well, no, we get it. I started eating them Mr. Kipling cakes around, as soon as they come out, around <laughs> the first week in November. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I'm, do you heat them up? I'm mental for Christmas. Like, flipping love Christmas. Yeah. Do you like, heat them you up? Know? No, no, you just... No, it's just a, it's a, it's it's a kind of ice icing thing on it. No, do you eat the the Kiplings? The Kiplings? No, yeah. no, no, no. They just come straight out of the packet. That's me. No, first week in November, VH1 starts the Christmas songs, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'd be sitting there at lunchtime with the Mr. Kiplings on my lap. Eating, I'd eat six of them. Just, <laughs> just through lunch. Six of them. Yeah. yeah. Watch, watching Ollie Moore's. Yeah. <laughs> 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 an Ollie an Ollie Jolly Xmers yeah. uh, the programme is called and he does all the Christmas songs and you know he's filmed this in July or something like yeah. you know and uh, but he's in, uh, he's introducing all the songs and it's all the classics and I would look I would watch it I don't hold with this notion when people say oh, Christmas starts too early no I don't care December I switch on in December I can't go before really? then. yeah I can't go before then I don't mind so when I you can't. go into Brown Thomas in August then I you don't. see the Christmas trees and everything else do you not get do you not get a little warm feeling? No, I, I, Do they I, have Christmas trees up in August in Brown Thomas? Oh, yeah, they yeah. start the Christmas. Sure, sure. That's what they you, I mean, as a Tesco ambassador, you would know they have selection boxes in and all from that point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't Carl's Court give me stick. Oh, really? The girls want to get me lotto. Would you not get it in Tesco's? Yeah. <laughs> give me grief. Yeah, no, de- December. December starts. Really? From December 1st, I'm all for it. I'd put on a red suit and a white beard if I could grow one, but like, yeah, yeah now before that. Would you go to many dinner parties with your high profile? Um, over the Christmas? No. No? No. The last dinner party I was at was was when Krista Berg told me the story behind And you were pissed? I was pissed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I was that pissed. I just don't remember the... I don't remember the explanation. Maybe it was a really, really complex explanation <laughs> that I, was, and, I, and, and I zoned out but um, no I don't Christmas for me I mean I go to like work Christmas parties and yeah. like I kind of work in lots of different areas so if I'm doing a TV thing I'll go to their Christmas party my agency has a Christmas party the Penguin had one the other night so there's Christmas drinks every every sort of two nights <laughs> yeah which is great all together and, <laughs> yeah but then when when the sort of 20th 21st hits I just like to they do I like yeah. to get down will you yeah. meet the lads from school no we, we used to do we used to meet in the Tassie every year and then Brady's and Shankill afterwards when the Tassie closed but you know, every you know everybody sort of got old and had kids, and their, so their thing, Christmas yeah. is different now. Yeah. You know, their Christmas yeah. is about kind of put the tree up and Santa Claus coming and all that kind of yeah. thing. So uh, that that tradition fell by the wayside. But we do try and meet up around Christmas if we can, like you yeah. know, even just for 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 one night out. I've just remembered a great song. <laughs> right? Excellent, excellent. Uh, 
and you might not know it right um, Red Cortina by the Saw Doctors oh yes, yes. unbelievable yes. show like, <laughs> unbelievable show oh like God. I think I didn't realise that was a Christmas song yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Christmas one. party yeah. 77 Saw Doctors are brilliant yeah. heartbeat like an earthly tremor what a line and the I think, right, now, this is very controversial, right, because I'm going back to fairy tale in New York again, right? As an Irish Christmas song, I think I'd put that on the par with fairy tale in New York. Mm. Okay, yeah. Now I'm, I'm all for it. I don't think it gets the recognition it deserves. I don't think the Saw Doctors get the recognition I they totally deserve. I totally agree with you. Yeah. yeah. N17. I seen them on Electric Picnic a few years ago. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. 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 Great yeah. songs. Yeah. Uh, and also no cynicism in them at all no. like you no. know just I, I think I think they're a terrific band I mm. really do but that song is you know it's kind of it brings you back to the lyrics and all about you know yeah. being a child or being a teenager being 14 or 15 yeah. and like falling for a girl at the local disco and your heart beating like a tremor when you see her like it's just yeah. a beautiful sentiment yeah. you know did, I think that's a great I only just thought is, of that now no you're right that is, yeah, and it, that it, is it a great one get the recognition it deserves did somebody yeah. tweet us a, a Christmas song a few people did yeah we kind of covered most of them to be honest with you oh did he oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think actually that that's a nice one to finish on the Irish sentiment the went full circle with the fairy tale New York reference you're still probably gonna have an angry mob outside your house yeah. especially if Johnny said about the sod on a bar yeah that's yeah I'd be, be apologising for that next year <laughs> this time next year <laughs> I was under a lot of work stress absolutely yeah yeah 100% um, well as always it has been absolutely tremendous having you on the podcast and uh, we can't wait till next Christmas to really drag you back in well, listen, what a pleasure I mean I just it's become part of my fun Christmas now coming yeah. here setting a, a day aside in December because I just love talking to you guys it's just great fun you know oh, and please you. ask thank me you. back for the quiz next year if there's one will you yes yeah. Yeah. We, were, we were kind of going we can't ask Paul to do this we asked him to do everything um, that was great fun oh, the, the stress the stress levels Oh, the stop. two of us afterwards both of them went that went well that went really well yeah I'm delighted how that went went better than I thought yeah, I, I, I text you uh, you ripped your mic there no you didn't no <laughs> and then after, after having this conversation of everything then we both just looked at each other and went so about three years before we do another one yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I two, met, two months Colin, later oh you did another one two months yeah. I met Colin Hayes last week and uh, he said to me that's great night that quiz night wasn't it I said yeah he said did you listen back to it afterwards and I said, uh, no, I didn't. He said, I did. It's really, really surreal. <laughs> he said, he said it was hilarious at the time for everyone in the room. But if you listen to it and you weren't there, very surreal. <laughs> really? What did he mean by that? I think it might have been that. Guess that tune round, maybe. All right. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and Al, Al's impersonations. Yeah. True. True. Al's. He has he done a solo show recently as well? Actually. He did. Yeah. His first, first solo on, show yeah. in the Civic Theatre. I think he's the best. I think he's the best I've ever heard. Really. In, in terms of accuracy and yeah. he, it is. He is absolutely no perfect in every impression he does. Yeah. He's brilliant. Yeah. And Manchester. He's a big Man United fan, and. The MUTV. Well, he can't have it all, can he? Yeah. They keep <laughs> bringing is. them over. They all have flaws, these people. Yeah. They keep bringing them over oh, really? to do corporate stuff and all. Yeah. Corporate dinners. Because he does a collection of 
United kind of personalities from yeah. Fer- is Fergie's unbelievable oh it is yeah it's Rio Ferdinand it's Latin. yeah he does a lot of he does a lot of um, uh, characters that nobody else impersonates yeah. you know like yeah. everybody does Roy Keane but you know nobody does I've never heard anyone do Rio Ferdinand no yeah. or it's like Louis, Louis Van Gaal is brilliant you yeah. got to do Rio Ferdinand to Rio Ferdinand yeah. Yeah. with the corporate stuff of Manchester oh, did he really yeah yeah and Rio's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> He's a talent. He is a talent. Um, so if people want to get angry with you on Twitter after your your, your recent tweets, I'd be going off Twitter tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever go off Twitter? Are you suggesting that people contact me on Twitter over what I just said about Fairy Tale? No, no, absolutely not. I'm just saying if they if they want to just see the evidence before they get angry with you. <laughs> I'm at. At AKA Paul Howard or mm-hmm. Rossock. Rossock is far more entertaining or O S S O C K. When you remember. When, when I remember yeah, when which two account I'm tweeting from, yeah. And in April 9th? Is April 9th, one? yeah. Post- Postcards from the Ledge is back for seven dates only. And tickets are available via Ticketmaster and all those. Meryl. Yes. Where can they get you? At Mary and Mania everywhere. Everywhere. I'm at Andrew Murray. The podcast is at WTS Pod. You doing the outro or am I doing it? No, you do it. Alright, oh, okay. You can get us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash WTSPod, Ireland, WTSPod.com for the website. You can get all our previous podcasts there. iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, anywhere and everywhere there's a podcast, we'll search. Uh, WTSPod. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Sweating. <laughs> and we have to say, of course, thanks to Fitz Patrick Castle Hotel for putting a roof over our heads and letting us do this. Nearly two years now they're letting us. Two years in January, yeah. yeah. They haven't kicked us out, which is remarkable, really, to be honest. Um, but yeah, there you go, lads. That's um, our Christmas songs with Paul Howard's uh, choices also. So make a CD, make a playlist on Spotify, do what you have to do, but your Christmas will be better when you listen to all them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so crackers from Paul as well. Yeah, exactly. So Paul, once again, thank you. Thank you. And Merry Christmas and to Merry both. Christmas, yeah, 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 and continued success next year with everything. Um, Likewise to you guys as well. And I look forward to the next installment of Ross as well. The, the latest was, I, I, I really enjoyed this one. Oh, thanks yeah, very much. Yeah, thanks. It was, myself and one last actually in work were just talking about it and uh, he, he turns around and goes, like, I'm 37. I should probably have outgrown these. But they just make me fucking laugh. <laughs> I was like, that sums it up. That's all you need. Like, How do you feel? How do you think I feel? <laughs> I should have outgrown them as well. <laughs> but anyway, that's it, lads. Do it, yes. One, two, seven, done. Merrow, until next time. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. Good luck. <laughs>